I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna just do it again because fuck it. I I forgot to hit the other <laughs> record. I'm running so much shit right now. It's like this app thing that's giving like the video and recording the audio and the video, and then the logic that's like just recording audio, and then I have it all running through the Rodcaster, and I'm like, oh cool, let me record through that on a, a SD card for backup in case some shit goes <laughs> wrong. So yeah, hold on. So um, what are your Go. favorite moped sounds? <laughs> Crack that son of a bitch! <laughs> I don't know, like touch your flower, is it moving? Like, no, nah, feel free locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude. Oh boy! Alright, that's enough of that, dude. We all know what the intro did, sounds like. <laughs> did you just open up a different soda? Oh. So that way you would open something you and then drink that, a different soda? Right? <laughs> Like, these are the things that happen on the podcast because I don't do a lot of this on Zoom or on video where people don't see what's happening. But it's like, yeah, I already had a Sprite open drinking a nice cold beverage. And then I was like, oh, wait, the intro's going. I got to open something. So I grabbed my backup drink and I opened that. So now oh, there's legit. two open caffeinated beverages on the table that I probably shouldn't be drinking at like, you know, eight o'clock at night, but fuck it. Right. We're, we're doing a yeah. podcast. You gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. Caffeine for... has no effect at this point anyway. Oh yeah. Like it means I don't, nothing. it's been a long time. I, since like caffeine, like has affected me. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'd have to really drink some shit, dude. Like some red line straight up, like a bunch of like red bulls or monsters, like back to back. Like, oh yeah, we should test it. Well, no, that's a bad idea. Like, I'm too old to be like testing out how how many energy drinks it takes to give you the shakes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not a good idea. <laughs> I had to dial it back last year because I felt like I was like drinking enough coffee that I had to pour some CBD oil on top of it to like level out. And I was like, wait, maybe I could just drink less caffeine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All awful. right. So, how you been, man? It's been oh, forever. Man. Guys, welcome to my podcast, by the way. If you've never heard of it, like, this is a podcast. We talk about mopeds. Like, you found yourself here, I, I guess, is what you're looking for. It, it might be something you're into or not. Who knows? But, like, I'm going to, this episode is going to be a lot of uh, lover boy catch up session because I got my boy, Alexander Landerman from the NARPS in the house right now. Like, dude, this is like, this is my most proud, like, proud dad moment like you're i'm i'm the most proud of this moped child like and i'm not even gonna say like you're officially my moped child like maybe you were like adopted because like you were kind of like into mopeds before i met you mm-hmm. so but i was like doing it kind of solo and doing it very much like throw parts at everything and try and get it to work and then i don't know it was way better having somebody to hang out with and build a bike yeah. versus just being like, oh, I'll just like wing it and read a bunch of moped articles when I can only sort of read in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really hard way to do it. Like I started with people that were in the mopeds, but like they were doing moped stuff and I wasn't. And then when I started doing it, they were all not doing it. So I was like, damn it. And I found myself alone and being alone. It's kind of hard because you're just like stuck with the internet and reading and trying to figure out all these things. And the things are like simple once you know what they are. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah. But when, but when you don't really know exactly what the thing is they're talking about, like 
hmm, what's the feeler gauge and how do I use it? You know, like all these little oh, things. <laughs> I learned about ring gap from this podcast, nice. like listening to you guys talk and then being like, what the, what is this? And like Googling it and being like, this is why I keep wrecking bikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I'm just stick it on there and assume it's correct. Dude, plug and play, dude. Like mopeds are so deceptive, dude. Like you have, it's because we're so like, we're so, we got it so easy these days. Everyone's like, cool. I go to Treatland. I can buy some kit, slap it on my bike. And like, that's what I did. My first bike. Dude, I was like, cool. I bought a bunch of parts. I sat in the corner and I put it on a bike and I was like, that's it. Right. That this is, this is how it works. And, and you break shit. And then like, you know, time goes by and you're like, Oh yeah, I was doing all that reading and I saw that thing in Fred's guide about ring gap, but like that's the part I just like glossed over. It's like ring gap, huh, that doesn't seem important and I kept going. Yep. <laughs> and then you find that that's kind of important and you're like, "Oh, these things well, don't also, come perfect out the box." If you're not like a mechanical person mm-hmm. and you also like I said, I don't read well. So I'd be like on the internet and it wouldn't sink in. You know, it's not like I have some weird mechanical knowledge to go on. It was just me with like a screwdriver being like, yeah, I can figure this out. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out. (laughs) I just kept breaking shit. You had to read the shit like over and over again. Like I like, yeah, like I I say, like I I read Fred's got a bunch like, Oh yeah. I'd I'd read it every couple of months. It wasn't because like I wanted to read it is because like I wasn't retaining the shit I was reading because I didn't know what I was doing. So it's like I'd have to go back and reread like, oh, this is how the PHBG works. And I'm like, okay, I think I get it, you know? Well, those moments, though, when you would first like figure out something like I remember when I finally understood how a carburetor worked. I like wanted to tell my I wanted to tell my friends and my (laughs) students and like anyone. I was just like, do you know, like what a venturi is and like how interesting it is and they're all like no and we don't care and i was like cool 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 see ya (laughs) dude that one that dude on youtube that did the uh the carb but it's a clear carb that's yeah that's the best video on it like that shit's awesome changed it yeah it's like if you want to know how it works just like you i don't even know how to find it i should that needs to be like i need like a top 10 like links for like mopeds that we talk about on the podcast so i can like Whenever we bring this shit up again, it's like sitting on the table like, yeah, here's the link. This is where you got to find it. But I think you just Google some shit like clear carb on YouTube and you can like see the shit. Like it's awesome. Well, it's like the most annoying thing ever um, to suggest. But it's like if that was on the Moped Monday podcast, that'd be a pretty legit like the the website. If that was on the website, that'd be like a pretty legit resource. But also like. No one's got time for that. Who's going in and redesigning the website? It's like top 10 links. Who knows, man? I'm like so itchy right now to be like creative and doing stuff. Like I'm like my fucking fingers every night. I'm on a computer just like looking at all this shit. Like, okay, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. I'm like, where am I going to find the time to do any of this? Who knows? (laughs) Like this thing, I just need like one hour a week. This thing could probably, I could probably do it with like two hours a week. This I could like, you know, give me a couple months of just like, you know, here and there and I can probably get it going. You know, that's where I'm at right now. Like I'm like trying to like dive my little like fingers in a bunch of shit. Like I messaged some dude today. I was just like, oh my God, bro, your art's awesome. I really like what you got going on here. Like you do, you all, you do commissions. Like what's up, man? Like I'm trying to do like some fucking like candy hearts with like wearing fucking bondage for fucking, for fucking think Valentine's like, let's get it. 
you know like hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah i'm like let's, let's do something weird man let's go like <laughs> my head so you got like, like 10 million little projects because it started to get cold and you've gone stir crazy right yeah like it's starting to get yeah. cold and i'm like Per, and, and I have a fucking infant, so I'm just like, okay, like, I know I'm going to have a lot of time, like, not doing adventurous out in the world things. So I'm like, mm-hmm. what can I, like, do to, like, be active and, like, keep my mind, like, occupied and, like, interested in things? I'm like, there's all these things I'm interested in, but, like, I haven't given myself the time to do them. So I'm, like, trying to, like figure out my work balance a little better. Like I'm not the one for like, Ooh, work life balance. That, that's not my steez. I'm like the dude who's like, cool, let's work a thousand fucking hours until you're dying. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then go home and like try to do something else on top of it. So no, I remember yeah. I came and visited you and you're like, Hey, we got to go drive this truck now. And I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Cause you're just like, I also work this third job at night. I'm like, dude, okay. I forgot cool. I took you with me. <laughs> Great, dude. We rode around on the pallet jacks. <laughs> and then we missed the exit because we were bullshitting about fantasy novels. Oh, my God. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, dude, that's how long ago yeah, it was. Dude. Like, I haven't, I haven't even worked that job in probably three years. Yeah, it's got, it has to have been four or five years ago now, dude. which is weird. I feel yeah. like the pandemic was such a time warp oh, yeah, that, yeah. like, none of that time counted. So it was two years ago yeah, as far years. as I'm we, we all We all fast-forwarded past that. But dude, dude like, Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, this whole episode's gonna be a lot of just catching up and guys, you just have to hang hang with us, dude, and, and suffer through. This is what it's like when you when you are moped friends with people and you and you meet them in a rally and then you don't see them for a while and you're like, hey, what's up? And you gotta like play the moped catch up game. But like Well, I I mean, I feel like my favorite some of my favorite episodes you guys have done is when you're catching up with somebody who has like a totally different, like either moped background or has been in the scene forever. And they have all those weird stories and you're just like, Oh sweet. There's like a whole world I didn't know about, you know? Yeah. So I mean, that's so like I can that. tell you all about it. I feel like that's like how, like the whole thing kind of started was just like, you don't know everyone's history and how they got in the mopeds. And it's kind of weird that we're all into these weird little bikes. So trying to hear and find the stories on how people got into them and like why they stuck with it and like what kind of adventures they like stumbled into along the way is like the best part about it. Dude, my I actually got my first bike when I was 15. So I've had a moped basically since I was 15. That's it. And like, yeah, I got really lucky. But my moped was a, a Yumbo Free. So it's like a, it's a two stroke. It's got a Hero Majestic motor on it. It's, um, but they made them in like two, I think mine was from 2001. Like it wasn't that old. So it it was awesome because I probably, I, I rode it everywhere all the time and it never broke down. It was super sick because like, I don't know. It just never broke. I put like probably, I don't know, five, 6,000 miles on it. Just like riding through cornfields and being a little kid. And I think I kept that thing till I was like 17 or 18 and sold it to a friend who, um, I think he got a Dewey and yeah. <laughs> needed it. So that's kind of yeah. crazy that like that thing lasted that long. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was it, hands down. Like, I think the only thing that ever broke was um, when I got it, the back rim was like super fucked up and I needed to get a new rim for it. And then the petcock just like randomly just totally tanked out. And um, cause I had zero mechanical skills. I had to like go 
find an old hippie dude in my town <laughs> named Kenny and Kenny fixed my petcock and he wanted to be paid with a case of beer. Nice. So my parents bought him a case of beer <laughs> and then he drank all the beer and he crashed my moped. And I, I think he broke the mirror off of it. <laughs> That's it. So he like, technically it worked better than what I gave it to him, but he totally wrecked it. <laughs> so what, what town, what town did you grow up in? Where are you, where were you at? So I grew up in uh, Stevens Point, Wisconsin, which, which is like an hour and a half away from Madison and like two-ish hours away from Milwaukee. So it's like a little central town in Wisconsin. Nice. Like So I didn't like know any of the any of the moped people because there was like the moped scene in my my town was just people on liquor bikes. Yeah. I'm like Wisconsin. Yeah. I'm just like, hmm, what moped scenes in Wisconsin? I have no clue. No. Well the cranks. Like I, I don't even think about the cranks when I think because like when I think about when you hear Wisconsin, I'm like that's so far away from me that I'm just like <laughs> that legit that that's what it is it's like, uh, who is up there? Like I know there's people up there, but it's like I'm not driving to Wisconsin anytime soon, you know? I don't know. Yeah, that's totally fair. But Wisconsin's pretty dope. I won't lie. I love that place. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're gonna be from a cold state, Wisconsin's a good cold state to be from. So. Fuck the cold, man. Yeah. I'm sorry, like, dude. No, I mean, <laughs> I definitely moved at least farther south. It's still cold as fuck yeah. here, but like it's real, better. Real winters are like are like are like too insane for me. Like, I like Virginia winters where like they fake it. You know, it's like, oh, today it's gonna be cold. Tomorrow it's gonna be seventy. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. So jealous. Yeah, yeah it was th- 30 this morning. We're like in a cold snap and it sucks. But damn. Like it's cold today. And we, um, but it wasn't this weekend. So did you ride it all this week or have yeah, you been riding? Like I, so I rode the day, like when we had the Seven Hill scooter rally, like I think it was like two weeks ago. And we rode oh, yeah. that. That was fun. That was a good time. And then I didn't really ride too much. And I was like, I tried to get like uh, some of the out of towners were in town from New Jersey, the Apocalypse crew. And I was like trying to get them out to like, yo, Sunday the rally wasn't doing a ride. So I was like, cool, mm-hmm. Sunday, let's do like this trail ride. I got like a bunch of trails we can go ride. We can loop them all together. I had it like all planned out of my mind. And everyone bailed. Like they got all like shit faced or like in, you know, stoned out of their, their, their gourds and start nerding out of the garage. And the next thing you know, they don't show up for the ride. I'm like, ah, oh, lame. But this weekend, it was, the sun was out. I got off work yesterday, and I was like, yo, who's trying to go ride trails? And, like, people showed up, and we went for, like, a cool ripper, dude. Like, it was a fun session. Like, we haven't, like, ridden the trails in a while. So mm-hmm. there's people in Richmond who haven't even, like, some of the trails I went down, like, they haven't even been there before. And this is, like, stuff we used to do, like, all the time. Like, when we were just, like, the stretch of it's going on. Sean would call them the proving grounds. So it was like this one like mountain bike trail, which is really cool. It's a, it's a like, it's right beside the river. It's a really like dug out trail. Like they've been, people have been riding these trails for years and it's like to the point where they have like signs where you, where the entry is. That's like Monday, Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the trail goes this direction. And like the other days it goes the other way. So like people get to ride like, forward and backwards. So like, you know, we did a bunch of little trails and we popped out and like our, our homie Frankie, like, you know, was like busting her shins up and like, you know, we're all like getting squirrely. Like I lost everybody. Like I took a turn and then they took the other turn and I'm like, I'm just in the woods. Like, where's the fuck did everyone go? Like, 
until I get a call like 10 minutes later from Tom. I was like, yo, we're way over here. Where you at? I'm like, bro, like you guys didn't wait. You like left me, man. <laughs> are the but, trails pretty, are they big? Is it like a couple miles of trails or so what's up? This one, the proving grounds is probably like a couple miles worth all like tied together. There's like loop back and forth, like on itself. Mm-hmm. And it's got like little like bridge crossings they made. And like there's spots where you got to duck under like, tree branches and like you got to go like over like down trees and like it's it's really it's really intense one it's fun super fun and then there's a bunch of smaller ones that are just like they're kind of around the same area but they're scattered about so you can like ride in the streets and then hit this trail and then you pop out on another road and then you ride down and you pop back in the woods and you pop out you ride down the street like you know half a mile and you pop back into the next spot and like they're all tied together. They're all like pretty like ridden, well ridden like mountain bike trails, and like as long as we're like kind of like you know, t- it was so cold that it's like there wasn't. I knew that we, we knew there weren't going to be a ton of bicyclists out, so it's like mm-hmm. you know sometimes they get a little pissy <laughs> when we come oh, through. Oh yeah, <laughs> we come through on mopeds, but it's like we're also like super respectful about it. Like we came through this one trail, and there was like a dad up ahead and like, I'm on like the center with like a couple people. So I'm like, yo, yo, bicycles ahead, cyclists ahead. And like, I slow down and I wave at them. They, you know, they scoot over and I'm like, I'm like holding up five fingers and like pointing behind me. Like, cool. There's like five more coming, five more coming. And like, you know, we just went by them slow. And then we got, got on it again. And it's cool. Like, yeah. That's the best. Like uh, all those dudes, we have some mountain bike trails and we don't really ride there anymore. We did a couple of times, but we now have this like super sick quarry that we go to, mm. which is like a whole different story, but yeah. is amazing. Like it's like private dirt bike park. Nice. <laughs> it's great. Um, but we would go rip through those trails and like, I always get super nervous. Cause like, I don't want to piss anybody off, but also like, they're fun. I want to go ride those. Tra- I want to go ride those trails. Yeah. So I'm going to go ride those trails and nobody ever got really mad at us. So that yeah. was pretty cool. But, it's like, it's yeah. like, not like I'm out there like tearing them up with a dirt bike, you know, like, It'd be one day I was like I was like digging your trails out with some like fucking dirt bike, you know. I'm on a moped, like they're not gonna fuck it up. It's just gonna like, you know, be a little faster yeah. than a bicycle, and like barely faster. Like I'm sure like bicyclists that ride there all the time probably hit those trails way faster than we ever would. Way faster, especially if they have an e-bike or something too that they're ripping around on. Like, yeah, yeah I don't think anyone cares except for the fact that they're loud and smoky. But yeah. So whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It was good, but that was like a super fun ride. And like, we like, you know, kicked it beside the river for a little bit and like, you know, brought, brought some drinks, you know, the pocket beers or whatever. And like, great ride, you know, came back feeling a little sore, beat up. You're like, ah, oh, man, like, Ooh, needed that one. You know? Yeah. You realize quick why like, um, you know, dirt bike pigs fold up <laughs> when you just like <laughs> continually catch yourself in the back of the leg with those fucking pedals. Yeah. You're like, dude. Uh, getting hit in the shins and like, you know, you're like, you're just like praying your pipe doesn't like get destroyed on some little, like, like <laughs> Hills, like the little, like yep. whoopy things and stuff in the woods. Just like, okay, there's a big stick coming. Like, is this going to take my pipe and just rip it off the moped? Like, all right, <laughs> let's find out. We have a, like a dirt bike park, that's like maybe i don't know 10 miles from our town and it's sick it's like 10 bucks to ride all day but every once in a while we'll go out there on dirt bikes and other times we'll go out there on mopeds but it's always funny when you show up on mopeds because all the dudes like all the ktm good old boys like roll out and they're just like you know you can see for a second that they're like they kind of want to sweat you and they kind of want to be a jerk and then they just see you like 
you know, messing around and doing wheelies and yeah, falling off your bike. Right. And the next thing you know, they're like, they want to ride your bike. They're like, yeah. super cool. So they spend a bunch yeah, of donuts pretty... in the grass, dude. They're like, Oh hell yeah. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Dude. So you had your first bike at 15. When did mm-hmm. you, that was all like solo stats. When did you find mm-hmm. yourself like finding the moped community? So it, it was weird. So that bike I bought at 15, I bought, from a dude who bought it from my best friend, like my like lifelong best bud of all time. Um, and, uh, he, I, I like, I sold mine and I bought like a shitty Tao Tao scooter because I was like, Oh, I just want something that's going to run instantly broke instantly, like fucking died, which sucked. Um, and then I was like looking at for a couple of years, I'd like look at motorcycles. And then I found like, um, like uh moped in chicago and like i was looking i was like definitely looking at all the like uh bikes they had up on their website and was like really into it and it just like never happened and then my best friend dustin the guy who i like sort of didn't buy the bike from but he initially had it mm-hmm. um i went out and visited him in colorado and he's just like dude i just bought a bike and i was like what and he uh he like rolls it out it's this super beat up super shitty tomos revival like kickstart the kickstarter just like drags on the ground it can't go over 20 miles an hour and i rode that thing around the block and was just like i was just like oh i've been chasing this since i was 15 like i legitimately remember like being like 16 17 years old coming back from like a party riding my little uh yumbo through like the potato fields in wisconsin just Mm -hmm. listening to like the Decemberists on my iPad shuffle and just like, <laughs> just like having the best time ever. No helmet in a t-shirt and shorts. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't know any better. So like after ripping that thing around for like, just to like, you know, 10 minutes, I, I came back to Indiana and by then I was in grad school and I bought, um, I bought, I bought a Gorelli rally sport, like mm. 300 bucks and, um, hard seized it, you know, the day I got it. <laughs> And I was in it. I was just like, okay. You're like, so, damn it. Now I got to figure out how to fix it. <laughs> yep. And that's, that's what it was. It was just, and of course, like, you know, you go down the moped rabbit hole. So you, you, you fix it, but then you're like, well, what if I buy this and I buy that? And then you just start putting parts on it and mm-hmm. it's all fucking downhill from there. So yeah. yeah. Especially when you're a little older too. So you're like, you're starting to get a little, you got, you got some kind of disposable income. Oh God, not in grad school, but <laughs> Every time I got a penny to rub together, I was like buying parts. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. well, that's I guess it's you're like you're old enough that you're like allowed to be like irresponsible with your money because like no Definitely. one's there. No one's there to tell you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish somebody would have been there to yeah. tell me no, but um, <laughs> yeah. So then I, I got that Gorelli, and it was crazy because like as I was like fixing it, I reached out to um, uh. I got on Moped Army and I was like, "Who's who's doing moped shit in my area?" Well, just anybody in my area, because you know you can search by area. Mm-hmm. And I found um, three people: Aobon, uh, who actually he's the dude who runs um, our mopeds on Reddit, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, my buddy Sam Spen and my buddy Jade and. Um, I like hit them all up simultaneously and they're like, Oh yeah, we're like hanging out next week. Come on by. And I like, I don't, I don't even think the bike was running. Yeah. It wasn't even running. And I like got it there 
and uh, we got it running that afternoon and I was just like, Oh, this is like the greatest thing ever. And that's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. That's sick. It's like, Dude, moped there's, army. There's nothing better about like when you find like other people to do it with, like mm-hmm. that's like, that's the, that's the moment I feel like it really clicks for like so many people. Cause it's like, it's one thing to get a bike and like, yeah, you bought it from someone and maybe they were just like team rando and they didn't know anyone. So, you know, you're just like, all right, cool. Like, what am I going to do? Hit up this stranger about, like, my moped, like, you know, for help or, like, you know, rides or hanging out. Like, no, like, there's there's something that we do, like, within the scene. It's like, cool, we sell it back to someone and we're like, yo, here's your bike and here's your links to everything. Like, here's my phone number. Here's our group chat. Here's our Facebook page. Like, you're, we're trying to lure people in. But, like, when people buy bikes from just Team Rando, it's like, all right, cool. Here's your moped. Go figure it out. Get fucked. You know, dude, <laughs> it's like, damn. and that dude, the dude who sold me the Grelly and was like, go figure it out, get fucked. He literally hit me up like three years later and was like, I will do anything to buy that bike back from you. Like it was my great uncle's blah, blah, blah. I never should have sold it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, sorry, man, I sold it. Like yeah. I put a ton of time into that bike. And then as soon as, um, as soon as I was like done with it, I just like when it was running good, I was like, I can't fuck with this bike. It's like broke my heart too many times. You, you mean as soon the as the fucking heavens opened up and showed you a hobbit, you were like, okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> Pretty much. I loved that Gorelli, but dude, the first time I, I wheelied off the back of that hobbit, I was <laughs> right into the bushes behind your shed uh, or your garage. I was like, yeah. <laughs> dude, hell yeah. Dude, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, Mopeds are fun. I love like, you know, getting into it. And, like, but when you find like those that little group of people, it's like that's the spark. You're like, all right, sick. I fa- I found my tribe, dude. I found like some people that are like that are down and like, and you don't even know what it's gonna be, but you're like, we got the same mindset, you know. So like, mm-hmm. this is it. Like, I'm gonna play with these toys. Now this is my new personality. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Like uh, two weeks ago, I think it was. Like I was talking to Lou, and I was like lose my partner and i was like i'm kind of like i think i'm kind of like getting depressed i'm getting bummed out because like this semester at work has been fucking nuts like just like super long hours mm-hmm. and um and sh- she was just like oh we'll just go hang out with the narbs like you always come back like stoked those guys always want to see you they always make you feel better and like yeah, it was just like as soon as uh, we started working on bikes together and our club kind of got like built out a little bit more. I was like, oh, these are all my best friends. Like these are all my like people in town. And when we moved three months ago, like they all just showed up like with trucks and we're like, yeah, let's do it. We moved our entire house in an afternoon because like that's tight because our club is like sick and our, yeah. they're good people. <laughs> that's that's legit what it was like when we moved out of our apartment, when we bought the house and we moved to this apartment. I rented a U-Haul and we just hit our group chat and was like, Hey, we're moving today. Like if anyone wants to like come help or whatever. And like so many of our friends showed up, it was like too many people to help. Like, I think I carried like, you know, a handful of things outside. Like we loaded this truck and like when we packed the truck, we like literally backed it to my front door and the whole entire truck was like unloaded 20 minutes or less, dude. It was crazy. Like couches, beds, everything. And we're just like, dude, same. Right, that was that was easy. That was the easiest move I've ever done in my entire life was moving into a house like crazy. Yeah. My buddy Haas just like rolls up with the trailer 
and a truck and he's just like i was like all right let's all like hop on my bikes ride them all over and he's like fuck that and he just like put everyone in the truck like i was offloading other boxes and he's like i'm taking your bikes over like just did it all of it for me yeah and, yeah and i mean that was like that that is legitimately the best part about mopeds at this point is like like even if i start hating these little bikes like I couldn't walk away because I love these people too much. Yeah, the, the, friend, the friend group, like even like outside of mopeds, like we rode the other night and it was like, cool. Like the ride was sick. We had a good time, but then we were like, yo, who wants to go bowling tonight? And we went mm -hmm. and like bowl, did bowling, you know, some shit I haven't done in years. And like, you know, people came out, we had a good time. We had some laughs, we ate some food and it was chill and had nothing to do with mopeds. You know, I don't even think we talked yep. about mopeds once the whole time we were there, you know? Totally. So, yeah, we all kind of live in the same neighborhood too. So literally yesterday we were we were walking to go to this like it's like kind of weird. It was a chili contest that was in like in a bar, like in a basement. It was it was kind of weird, but it, it was actually really fun. And we were like walking there and one of my clubmates, Joe, is just like walking down the street and we're like, You wanna go like fuck up a bunch of chili with us? And he's like, Yeah, sure. <laughs> and like we had a great night. We just like ate chili and got a little had a couple beers and like goofed off. It was awesome. So, all right. Yeah. Here's the question, dude. Beans or no yeah. beans? Is, is your are you a, are you a meat chili guy or bean chili guy? Dude, I'm a vegan. It has to be beans. Ooh, I forgot. I know it sucks. I forgot. I know. I know, dude. It sucks. Like, uh, yeah, it sucks. It's all beans all the way down, baby. Dang. I don't like. Yeah, I'm I know. not. I've never like made chili, so I don't even know like how many bean different bean types go into it. I've, I've definitely had somewhere like, damn, this is probably like three, four, five different beans in this thing. Like the thing's kind of tight, but I, don't I know. mean, I will say the, the chili contest, there was a vegan category and a meat category mm -hmm. and the vegan chili. That one was the one that had the most fake meat you could possibly cram <laughs> into it in it because it's just better. You know, like I, I don't care. I don't care if it's healthier or whatever. Like, You've got to have that fake meat at least. Yeah. Or you're not going to win the chili contest. You need that consistency, you know, that, the, the, yeah. the texture. Dude, I had this um one teacher. God, fucking high school. It's so long ago. I had this one teacher in high school, <laughs> and he was like the uh, like a guy who was into making chili. He was like a chili guy. He was like, That's yeah. That's a weird I, hobby, but yeah. Yeah, when you're a chili contest guy, like, yeah. they're like always trying to perfect their fucking craft, you know? And they're just like, he's like, yeah, like, I make chili, and like, we I use this crazy hot sauce to cook with. It's like the hot sauce is made for cooking, not for putting on tacos, not for eating. Like this hot sauce is made for cooking big pots of other shit. And you 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 have to sign a waiver that you're gonna dilute the hot sauce by like a certain amount. And like you know you put like drops into a whole pot of chili, and that makes the whole pot hot as hell. And like he used, to, he used to do this thing in class, we'd be like, all right, like today's like chili, like like um hot sauce day like who wants to give it a shot and you take a toothpick and like dip the tooth the toothpick into the hot sauce i'm like all right here you go and like just one little toothpick had people like crying and coughing and <laughs> snot like dripping out of their fucking nose and like and then hand them bread and milk and like let them go sit in the corner and like fucking die you know that was his revenge day <laughs> yeah, you know was he's like, like all you little shits here's a toothpick yeah. i was like how does this teacher get away with doing this shit dude you could have really fucked some shit up you know like <laughs> he signed the waiver man <laughs> so i don't know it's funny i was just like dude like, every time i think about chili that's that's the first thing i think about when i think about chili like dudes cooking chili with like insane hot sauces where they just like you know put in two drops and like i, I hope that's enough 
you know, I'm not trying to ruin not someone's life. <laughs> I will die. Yeah. 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 I'm not in I'm not like, I'm into hot stuff, like spicy, but I'm not into like, fuck, fucking make me cry. Snotty nose hot. You know, I want like, I want to be able to like taste my tongue afterwards, you know? Yeah, I'm not trying to prove any points with like the food I eat, you know. <laughs> I'll just have a peanut butter and jelly and sit this one out, guys. Like, oh, <laughs> you fuck that up. Yo, Alex is going to this uh vegan fucking mock wing contest tonight, where like it's the hottest wings <laughs> on the planet, you know. Like... <laughs> yeah. Oh, so do you have any big builds you're working on right now, or anything you're super stoked on? So I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast or or not yet, but like. God, people are going to be pissed at me too. So there's two projects. There's mm-hmm. the never ending project of the dirt ped, mm-hmm. which is like, Ooh, we're on camera. So uh, oh. brand new powder coated five star mags for Puka Dude, with insane knobbies. Yeah. Front and rear disc brakes. Like, yeah, that thing's like slowly just like buying parts and taking my time and buying parts. So mm-hmm. I'm not working on God, people are gonna be pissed. I'm not doing it this winter. I should. I'm hoping I can get it done before summer. Yeah. Depending on like how shit works out. But like that's like my like big project. I really want to do like this crazy Pook Maxi full dirt bike fairings. Like Front fork Euro conversion. style, like, yeah, like yeah. full out moped cross, like mofa cross. Yeah. So when I go like fuck up some mountain bike trails, I really like fuck them up. You know what I'm saying? Like hell trying, yeah, trying to get after it. But uh, before that, I seized my derby variant, my red one, uh, a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. Like I think the crank broke or something crazy happened. I was riding it, seemed fine, and then it just made some gnarly noise, like crazy noise. So I'm just like, ah, that sucks. I want to rebuild it, but I'm like. When I'm going to find the time to do this, I'm like, I got it. I'm going to, like, force myself to record to, to film a YouTube series. So I'm going to do, like, a full, like, build YouTube series on my red variant from, like, the ground up. I'm going to do all the things. And the goal is to, like, the end product goal is to, like, do it like the this purple Wallaroo that I'm obsessed with. Like yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with this purple Wallaroo with a teal seat. I'll send you a picture oh, yeah. of it. But it's like, oh, you, no, I know the bike. Yeah, if you Google Wallaroo exactly. and you just like look through the first couple of pages, you'll see a purple Wallaroo with like a lighter purple plastics and a dark purple for the frame and a teal seat. And it looks super sick. And it's got these like 80s kind of like decals on it, you know, kind of NS50 mm-hmm. style like decals. And I'm like, dude, that's it. I'm going to do a variant like that. But I'm going to go like all out balls to the wall. Like, hold on. I got to whisper, guys. <laughs> this is the other room, but I'm, I'm definitely dropping a thousand dollars or more into a moped because we've all been there before. Oh. You know what happens? Oh you start buying parts, you start building your cart, and you might you might do it in a way where you don't notice that you spent a lot of money on a moped. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. I bought this moped; it cost me five hundred bucks, you know. And then I, you know, I bought a kit, and then I bought a pipe, and then I waited a couple months, and I bought a carb, and I bought an intake, and then I waited like a couple months, and I bought a new CDI, and like. If you look back and you add it all up, it costs you a lot of fucking money. And mm-hmm. and then you look at like the shipping because you bought it all at different times and 
you spend a lot of money on shipping and you're like, oh man, I wish I bought all that stuff at once when there was a sale all at the same time, you know? So that's what I'm doing. Like, but I'm just going to drop it all at once. I'm going to drop it all at once, but I'm going to like, if you're, if you watch a YouTube video, just know this is, this is the real truth, the real shit, the truth. I bought it all at once. Uh, it yeah. doesn't, it didn't just show up in the mail and I did a like package opening reveal like I'm going to do on the fucking YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm like, dude, we got a new package today. Check it out. <laughs> you know, edit, 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 cut, cut. Check it out. We open a new package. Bubble wrap everywhere. And Just <laughs> retaping boxes shut. Yeah. I, have, I, I already have the forks. The forks came in the mail. I haven't even opened them yet. Like, uh, God, how? I what watched, are the forks? I watched the what corn, are you doing? I watched the corn ped video. Like his videos, mm-hmm. he's been killing it. And like, and it, yes. which is also making me feel like, you know, like, inf- like influencing me to like do more shit. I'm like, dude, like, yes, this is it. Like someone needs to do more. Like, and he's doing more. Like I got to do more. So I'm like, I'm doing some video. So like I watch, I watch his every time one drops, I watch it within like within 24 hours. I've seen it, you know, every, sure. everyone you know, like, and like he popped the one where he had those fucking forks and they're just like pit bike forks, like inverted brand new fucking tapered bearings like these are great forks and they're cheaper than they're cheaper than ebr hydraulics they're cheaper than hydraulic ebrs by like a hundred bucks or something they're they're not super expensive like they were like 165 bucks or something shipped to my door yeah like like what and they're shiny and i haven't even opened the box yet but I, i saw this video i'm like dude these things are sick these are legit forks like fuck so, yeah, dude. So I'm gonna get those, and, and I'm gonna do this, do this build. But I'm like, I don't know. I like, I want to play. God, I'm so like giving away all the shit. But here's the thing: a lot of people that might watch the YouTube probably didn't listen to this podcast episode because not everyone listens to the podcast. So you know, if yeah. you listen to podcasts, then you know everything I do on YouTube is gonna be a lie. <laughs> I'm like, oh, studio today, magic, baby. Today, today, guys, we're gonna like, we're gonna, we're gonna vote in the comments, man. Like, let me know what part I should buy. You think I should go? <laughs> All out balls to the fucking wall, or should I cheap out and buy this other shit? Well, I already bought all the parts a month ago, and you guys don't know, anything, you know. And, and they were, and it was all out balls to the wall. Like, let's get it, baby. Like, fuck it. But you know, if you listen to podcasts long enough, you know that I'm always that I'm always talking about keeping moped money in mopeds. Like, I try mm-hmm. to keep the hobby money in the hobby. And so, so, cause it's a real slippery fucking slope when you start getting deep into this hobby to just like keep willy nilly throwing money at shit all the time. And you don't know where it's fucking, where it came from. You're just like, Ooh, that's a fancy part. I like it. It's shiny. It's new. And you throw some money at it. And then you're like, you look back at all these bikes and you're like, damn, there's a lot of money in this fucking garage that I haven't ridden in months. And, and I'm just like, there gets to a point where you're like, that fund of mopeds is so big that you're just like that that amount of shit could like keep your hobby and like all the things you want to do alive on its own like it's self-sustaining to a point you know like cool you throw 50 bucks in it here and there that's not a big deal but like yeah throwing 500 bucks like buying new kits and new pipes and all this other shit every couple months stupid especially when you already have like all this other shit so that's what happened. I just like, cool. I'm having a winter cleaning. Like I'm selling all this shit. Who wants to come in my garage and buy some stuff? Like I got pipes. I got subframes. I got fucking this. I got tanks. I got frames. I got, what do you want? Like here, come to my house. Just take it. Like 
I'm, mm -hmm. I was halfway giving shit away, like selling it so cheap, but that's money that I can convert into a build that I want ridable to Rideable bikes. Yeah, into a rideable yeah. bike that I know I'm going to enjoy. And like, I'm at this point where like, I'd rather have like four or five all out custom bikes that I love that I'd never want to get rid of versus like a couple of bikes. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a, a, an okay runner that like I might loan out every once in a while. If someone wants a loaner, but like, I don't really ride it. Like, it's just like, it's a running bike. Mm -hmm. It sits in the corner. Like, you know, maybe I'll sell it sometime. Like, no, like, like if I feel that way about a bike now, I'm just like, fuck that bike, dude. Like sell it. Like, yeah, gone. like fuck that bike. Like I have a bike in my garage, Hobbit rebuilt bottom in promo pipe, like pull start, like does all the things. Like it needs a little bit of work, but it starts, it runs, it needs a, th a new throttle. And I'm just like, I don't care about this bike. I have a Hobbit with all the bells and whistles. That's like mm -hmm. my, that that's my Hobbit. Like that's my Hobbit mm -hmm. over there. That bike's rad. And I have a blackness, like, you know, 83 that I'm like, Ooh. cool. I got a black 83 sitting in the corner, you know, with a pile of parts growing beside it. I'm like, cool. I want to keep the black one. I want to keep my, my, my all out Hobbit. And like this other one can get fucked, dude, get, get, get out of here. Kick curbs. Like, yeah. You know, beat beat down the path, little buddy. And I'm like trying to give it away. I'm like I, everyone in Richmond. I'm like, yo, who wants to get in the hobby game? Three hundred bucks. Take this fucking dude. Runner, rebuilt runner with a pipe, and no one wants to buy it. And like, none of my friends will buy it because they all have the same problem I have. They have too many mopeds. So yeah, the only way you can get rid of something like that is to like finish building it and and like put it on the internet and sell it, you know, for real money. And hopefully, I can like get someone who's like really into it and comes around. But like, mm -hmm. I also don't want to put the time into like even fixing the little stuff on it because I'd rather just. Well, that's always the the really heartbreaker cheap. too. You like you fix a like pretty good bike or something pretty cool, and then you're like, oh hell yeah, I'm gonna like put this out in our community and get somebody to buy it, and then you never see it again. And yeah. it's like every time you never see it again. So many and like, times. dude, it's so heartbreaking. And like the thing I I do now is I always give them the Instagram handle. Mm -hmm. And if they hit me up on Instagram and we talk a little bit, then I give them the discord mm -hmm. and then they're in our discord. And that's how I like try and retain them. Mm -hmm. But like it, it, you know, it just doesn't last. I feel like I might just be that. That's a, that actually sounds like a pretty slick move. I feel like I might just be scaring people off. I'm like, Hey, yeah. here, hi, hi, here, take this. Here's our group chat right now. Enter the chat. That's the chat's <laughs> overwhelming, dude. Yeah, like, I add them to and the also, chat. like, we all are so the, tight. Yeah, and if they don't have the app and they're just getting their tape yeah. is just getting blown up, it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, dude, I'm yeah. so sorry. Dude, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I feel so, yeah, I know that. They're just like, hey, uh, how do I make this stop? <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, oh, you got to download the app. Or else your Yo. phone's gonna get fucked like hard. It's gonna get like lit up with text messages for no reason. I like really random stuff that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, stuff you do not care about, like us hanging out on the weekend. Yeah. Dude. I'm gonna grab another beer. Yeah, do it. I like this, dude. You can like get mobile with it. Oh yeah. The you can full... see my new living room. Mm, full Pretty tour. legit. I like it. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're stoked. Dude, homeowners. Took oh, forever, dude, but we got figured it out. Yeah. Oh, uh, we like we've been shopping like crazy for a house. But the thing that sucks is like the place we were renting, we had this like we called it Hank's place, mm -hmm. which was in the basement. Hank is my dog. Yeah. And in the basement it had a back door because it was on like a, a hill. Stupid cat, get out of here. Um, it was on like a, a hill 
and people would just come up to the back door and roll their bikes into the basement and it would it was a basement so it was warm and we would wrench in the in the winter yeah and we moved here and not only is there no basement there's also no garage mm. so i do all my wrenching in a garden shed <laughs> Dude. which you got Sucks. some space if like you got a little space in the yard dude buy a prefab i preach about them like those are legit like get you oh little... that's what we got yeah yeah that's what we got like those things are it, tight it's dude. legit they it's make just, nice it's... ones man i mean Put a yeah heater, it's, it's a little heater in them you're good gonna buy a buddy heater gonna do the whole thing but like you know, it's that weird thing where it's like, well, how much do I want to like put into making this shed like a decent wrench spot mm-hmm. when like the goal is to build a garage? Like, yeah, Lou's totally down. I'm totally down. Oh, We're yeah. going to build a garage. But like, it's just going to take maybe three years, yeah. maybe five years. Time is weird. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to like not work on this shed and make it like a good wrench spot. But I also don't want to like put all this energy into it and then be like ripping it down six months later or whatever yeah. the time and money game yeah. there's so Dude. many times where like where like i dream about like having like the group spot again and then mm-hmm. i'm just like and then i was like Ugh. but i have a garage that's plenty of, has all the space i need in my backyard like i don't think i could even if i'm not gonna front dude i could never do it again like yeah i love it I love seeing the scenes that have like the zeros, like all these shops that have like, spots Oh my that God, have, like, that shop is sick. A legit like group spot. You know, you have all the tools you could ever need. You have a couch, you have a communal hangout spot where like, you know, anytime you show up, there's going to be friends hanging out there. Like that was the best part about having like the group garages we had in Richmond. It was like, I knew I could come off work and like go to the shop and there'd be someone there hanging out. And I could yeah. pick it. We, we'd grill out multiple times a week from our gr- garage. You know, it was tight. It was awesome. I loved it. But, like, now I'm just, like, ugh. like I don't I don't wrench enough to, like, to like utilize something like that. I'd be, like, sick. Well, and I'm just paying for storage. It's hard, dude. Like, here in Bloomington, um, real estate is insane. You know, the town is, like, we have a, it's a Big Ten university. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, 50,000 kids there. And the town is like, I don't know, 80,000. Like it's not, it's not a big, it's not a big city. Mm-hmm. So like everything gets bought up so fast and anything you try and rent is so expensive that like the idea of having a rented communal spot here just like, isn't possible. Like we could never afford it. So we've got a bunch of different garages throughout town. Everybody's got their own spot. And mm-hmm. we just like, we do a Thursday night wrench session or wrench night. We call it Thursday night wrench night mm-hmm. happens every Thursday year round, no matter what. I mean, like we maybe miss one or two a year, but like somebody always hosts, there's always like beer. Uh, sometimes we'll even like get food and stuff, but it's really just like low barrier, super easy to host. And yeah. we just hang out in the yard and we supposedly work on bikes, but yeah. nine times out of 10, we just like, hang out and complain about our work weeks or whatever. Yeah. But someone brings out the projector, you're playing some shitty movie on the side of someone's garage. For sure. And we like lure in I mean, like that's our way to like lure in new people too. It's like instead of you know, you bring somebody out to ride with you and then like all of a sudden you've got some guy on like a GS twelve hundred who's just like ripping and you're like, what who what is happening? <laughs> like we just you're just like Mike from work. We thought you were cool. Turns out you <laughs> suck, you know? So like you know, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's awesome because everybody in the club is like, um, 
super tight. And then when we bring somebody in, everybody can kind of be like, yo, that guy seems a little too not our style. And then, you know, it's yeah. a nice way to vet people. Maybe the maybe the NARPs just need the clown bike, you know, to fucking break someone's ego down, you know, like, hey, Mike, <laughs> what's up, bro? Like, here, tonight you're riding the fucking porn-covered bike that look is painted like a pink with, like, dildos on the side, you know? Like, this is what you get to ride tonight, and it's the slowest fucking bike. It does, like, it does like 28, you know? Yeah, we're going to put you on the bat of it, and you're <laughs> leading the group. <laughs> we're all just going to harass you. We're going right through campus. We're going to make sure everyone sees you, like. <laughs> yep. And then we'll be like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And then he's, then he's in, you know, I got to like break him like a stallion. <laughs> I shouldn't have said Mike, too. I don't know why I pulled that name. Like one of the best dudes in my club's <laughs> name is Mike. And he's going to hear this and be like, what the fuck, Alexander? I'm like, I'm sorry, Mike. Mike, I'm sorry. <laughs> don't lie, Mike. We know you, We know your first night you were an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Mike was awesome his first night. He just showed up with a bottle of wine and was like, I'm just so excited. There are other people who like motorcycles. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so, and that, that is another thing about our club is like, we're not mopeds only because our town is so small mm-hmm. that like to try and find a group of people who are not only like into riding, but are also like our, like they fit in with our group. Cause our whole deal is like, anybody can hang out with us as long as you're nice to everybody who hangs out with us. Yeah. And like, um, if we were limited it to mopeds, it would be like me and Aoban and me. <laughs> <laughs> so how did, like there's so how did yeah. the group how did the group form? So there 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 are lots of people who are like into mopeds and like moped adjacent, but I think about like people who come every week and do the stuff. Like you know, we went to the the chili thing and Aoban just like met us out afterwards, you know, like the people who are showing up for all the shit, there's like really only two or three or four of us who like are super into it, uh, for mopeds. But then there's a bunch of other people who are just like, they have small bikes, like, uh, a Honda monkey or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they show up for everything and like are super cool and want to hang out. But, um, when I first started, like when I first met up with these dudes, they had formed the NARPs, like, three, four, six months before I started hanging out with them. And they formed it out of the bro peds, mm. um, which was an, a Southern Indiana club. And they were just kind of like only one per- original bro ped person was still around, which was Aoban. And he, they all just kind of decided like this name, it's kind of like not our vibe. It doesn't like, we want to make sure anybody wants to hang out. So we don't want somebody to show up and feel like they, they aren't welcome. So we thought the NARPs was like perfect. Yeah. I thought the bro pets were pretty funny because you can only call each other bro. Like when, hanging out, when hanging out, you're only allowed to refer your, your buddy as bro. No one has a real name. Maybe we'll just bring that back. <laughs> I feel like like when the Diamond Dave show up, it's like, okay, everyone's name is Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the guy, the, the Daves are here. We'll throw a rally with them and we'll be the Dave bros. And just like do it up. Dude, did you ever get the backstory on why they chose the NARPs? Which I love. I think it's a great name for a moped club. I don't remember why it became the NARPs. Um, I think they were just like kind of hanging out. But I do know that they sent, um, they like were talking um, with 
I think Dana at Treatland, and they're like, yo, we started this new like club, the NARPs, and we need a logo or something. And Dana just like drew on one of the receipts. And that little NARP he drew on the receipt, we use as our little like, if anybody's ever seen me at a rally and I gave you a sticker of like a NARP illustration, that is like redone from Dana's. Like it's been through a couple cleanups yeah. since, but like it's 100% from a scan from <laughs> a treats receipt. That's and, so yeah. sick. That's like the best like Easter egg about a club name like ever, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. They were just like, Dana, like we need a logo. And he was like, okay. Or somebody was. I actually don't know for sure who did it, but yeah. So that's tight. I gotta yeah. like wise up, you know. My computer's yelling at me, like, hey, you might want to plug this thing in. I forgot that it wasn't plugged in, you know. I got I got forty five percent, so we're only halfway through as far as I'm concerned. Holy shit, we've been on a call for an hour. That's how it goes. The podcast flies by because you're just having fun. You don't even notice. You know? Dude, it's so nice to just have time to catch up too. Like well, I, you don't have neither of us have time. You yeah. have a newborn and work always, and I just work a lot. So yeah. how many how many hours have you put it in right now, dude? Dude, I so uh I went from <laughs> dude, I went from a visiting a faculty member at the school to the head of the area in one year. So I like run the show. So um, I do, I usually, my rule is Monday and Friday, I won't be there more than 10 hours, but every other day of the week, I'm there 12 to 13. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, that's three days, but so that's not that bad, but it's, more than I should be there. <laughs> like I shouldn't be there that much. You got a I, end up, delegate, I end up usually bro. being there like sixty hours. Yeah, dude. If I had somebody to fucking delegate it to, I would. But yeah, yeah. Um, I feel you. It shit. I don't know. Like it, it sucks. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm at a point where I'm just like, what else am I going to do? Like, I need to like make shit happen. If it's got to get done right, like I'm, I'm the dude who's like, oh, if, if, if it's if I'm if it doesn't get done, like I just I'm just gonna go get get it done. Like fuck it. Yeah. Well, and I like genuinely love my job. Like mm-hmm. I love what I do. So it like changes it. Like you know, and like I Lou is super supportive. Like because I'm there all the time. She never gets like upset about it. So mm-hmm. I just if I gotta grind for a couple of years to like get our program to be where it needs to be. Like I'll just grind. I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Make, make cool. the things happen. Yeah, I wish I I wish I was like not salaried though. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm so still good. I'm still hourly, so that was like it was cool. Like like he like when I got the position, I got like he was like, hey, like I can put you on salary, but like I was already working crazy hours, and he was just like, uh, like I'll just leave you on hourly because that way you still get overtime. I don't want to like cut your overtime because of the because amount of time you're putting in so it kind of like worked out for the better that like i just stayed hourly Mm -hmm. so it's been fine you still love it over there oh yeah like so like i screen printed like like when i was a kid i was into skateboarding and shit so i did i was like skateboarding like having a little skate team with my buddies and we were like you know making shitty t-shirts with like walmart fucking iron on packs you know like with our mom, yeah. our mom's iron, you know, and then I was like, they had this tech center class and it was like, oh, we're teaching offset press and screen printing. And, and I was like, oh, what screen printing? Like six. So I took this class and I learned printing. So like I've always been in the screen printing since I was probably like 15, 16. 
And, you know, I got an internship through that, like, program. And, like, that was, like, my job, like, right out of high school. And then I was, like, like, ooh, I want to own a screen print shop by the time I'm 25. Like, for a while, that was, like, my, like, goal. And then, like, mm-hmm. I didn't, like, I was, like, oh, like, I, like, changed my goals, you know? Like, I got it out of, mm-hmm. out of it. But I knew that was always, like, my fallback job. Like, I could always print because it's, like it's a, it's a trade, it's a skill. And like, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a career field that like a lot of people think of as like an acceptable path. Like mm-hmm. there's people that go to school for printmaking, like which you know, but like, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't met too many people who went to school for printmaking who like, who are doing it to like go into textile and like designing, like, you know, being a t-shirt decorator, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> And like I, I really consider myself like the the new school term like of like our industry is like oh we're we're decorators like you know we we try to get all bougie with it like no one's like oh screen printers <laughs> like no we're decorators now so like we do everything but like you know it's, and it's cool seeing the new technology like like the shop I'm at does direct to garment so it's cool seeing like these crazy direct to garment machines that are just like giant yeah. computer printers like we have like cornets and they're like. It's literally like a giant computer printer that costs more than my house. And it just, you just put a shirt on it and you load a file and you push a button and it prints unlimited colors with no setup. And like coming from, that's so wild. Yeah. It's crazy. And coming from a screen print background, we're like, yeah, I could like do some, some process like tin color, like, you know, fancy print with half tones everywhere. And like if someone did did the steps good. You know, I could I could do that. It take forever to set it up. Like all the prep that goes into it's gonna be like hours long, but it look cool. But then like to see someone just like load a file and push a button and do something that's pretty close to that, it's like oh that sucks. <laughs> but it's it's cool dude. To see. I agree, man. <laughs> I like look at like uh, like heat transfers on skateboards now, mm-hmm. where it's like they're beautiful. Like the artwork is crazy. But then, like, there's a couple of companies. Um, I know for a while, this company, Stress Skateboards, was doing everything, like, screen printed by hand and doing all the backgrounds with, like, spray paint Damn. because that was just, like, what they had. So they would just be a flat color spray painted or, like, airbrushed on, and then they would screen print over it. And, like, their designs and their decks are fucking sick because they have to be super creative with the limitations they're working in mm-hmm. versus like heat transfer where you're like, yeah, just draw it up on an iPad, send it and it'll be perfect. Yeah. It's like the fuck ups are what make things cool. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. We, we just got our, we just got our uh, first like in, in-house DTF machine. Like What's a DTF machine direct to film. Whoa. So, so if you ever seen like cricket moms, like fucking making prints out of vinyl yeah. and like, you got to do all this fucking weeding yeah. and stuff. Well, direct to film is like direct garment, but instead of printing it on a shirt, you're printing it on a film and then you transfer it. So it's like the, I'd call it like the, maybe I wouldn't say the second highest quality transfer you can ever mm-hmm. do, but at like on par with like a screen print transfer, you can do like, Damn. you can do like screen printing and like, reverse you know and powder it and like transfer screen prints onto a garment but like dtf is doing the same thing without the screens it's like a mesh between like screen printing and like direct to garment and the only other shit that's like fancy that I, I don't do is um hybrid printing which is um it's like digital 
and screen printing together in the same machine. Damn. But that's, that's like, cool. I don't know. That shit's kind of crazy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I'd say with that. Like, I'd love to learn it. And like, I want to learn all the things, you know, but like, yeah. you know, it's just, there's, there's only so much you can do at a, at a time. Like, yeah. And do well. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, cool. Like learning what I got now. Like I'm like running the DTF machine now. So like, that's been like the process. We've had it for about a week and like, I kind of got it down pretty good. Like the setup is doesn't take shit to do just like learning the program and like, mm-hmm. you know, I run a bunch of jobs on that and like, I have someone else like watch the machine, make sure it like, you know, doesn't destroy itself while it's running. I'm like, yo, just keep an eye on that <laughs> thing, man. Like make sure it's running good. Like, you know, you got to add powder or whatever you got to do. Like keep it, keep it going. But like, I don't know. It's chill. I like it. Printing, printing's fun. Sick. And like, Oh my know. God. Yeah, dude. I wish that's there, like, I that's like my jam too. Is I just want to print. Yeah. <laughs> like printing's fun. Like that, that part's cool. Like if I could just like, and like, that's what other thing sucks about like working with other people and like, like I'm not in a huge shop and I'm and like, I see like other shops that are super efficient. And then I see like the shop I'm at where like, it's not super efficient right now. And it's a lot of it's because we're like training new people. It's like, all right, cool. We got new screen printers, but like I've been screen printing forever and like, mm-hmm. I know I can still make mistakes, but I know mm-hmm. like, why the mistakes are happening. It's the same thing with working on mopeds. It's like yeah. when you're new to mopeds, you don't know how to diagnose anything. Like, you know, it doesn't work. And then like, you have to spend all this fucking time to figure out why. But like when you get used to it or you've like fouled a plug enough times, you know that your bike just fouled a plug. Like when your bike starts chirping at you, you're like, Ooh, my head's loose. or I blew a head gasket. Like these mm-hmm. little like, things that like tell you why it's happening. Like, oh, my spark plug's white. Like, oh, the temp gauge said it was 500 degrees. Like, you know, <laughs> stupid, stupid shit that, like, you don't know until you know. And the same thing with, like, printing. It's like, it's like, I, or, like, I feel upset when these guys, like, fuck shit up. And I'm like, and I got to, like, you know, reprimand them. I'm like, yo, dude, like, this, you fucked this up and this is why. Like, it sucks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how long is it going to take before someone, like, remembers these things? You know, like, you have to have, you have to make these same mistakes over and over until it, starts to click and you start to like not make those mistakes. Well, I think that's why there's like such a weird like crossover between art kids and moped kids. Like so many people I know who are into like small bikes specifically like motorcycles too, but like small bikes, they all like skateboard. They all like want, not all of them obviously, but they like skateboard. They do art stuff. They're like making things like, you know, whether it feels like more fine art or like craft based, like Mm everybody is just like, loves to make things and like to touch things and moped specifically or is like a, a you know like a hobby an art form or whatever a craft where you like are gonna eventually touch the crank like you're gonna take it you're gonna take that thing apart you're gonna like wail on some shit with a hammer you're gonna fuck it up you're gonna put it back together it's not gonna work you're gonna take it apart again like I don't know. It, it's like that weird thing where I, I think it like kind of collects people like mopeds kind of collect people mm-hmm. that just like really need to feel like connected to the thing they're doing. Yeah. At least that's how it is for me. Well, it's like, I get that. Like I, I, I've said it fucking thousand times. So it's like, I get an instant gratification out of fixing something on a moped and then it fucking, but it's not out. instant. It's fucking hours worth yeah, of work. It dude. takes time. Like instant gratification <laughs> is like, I rode to the store or 
my partner dropped me off at the motorcycle store and I bought a brand new motorcycle and now I ride it everywhere. Yeah. Which is a different kind of awesome for sure. (laughs) I have my push button. When you fix that thing, dude, like when you fix that problem on your moped and and it runs, when you rebuild some motor for the first time and it starts up mm -hmm. when you have no clue whether it's going to work or not, like that's a great feeling. Yeah. What's that other thing too? Like, like I have a, I have my one new motorcycle and it's like, it's the only bike I've ever owned that I paid more than $500 for, you know, like I love this thing, but I also like hate this thing because like it has no soul. Like it's brand new, mm-hmm. you know, fresh out the box. And like, I love the bike cause it always starts. But the one thing I do really appreciate is cause of mopeds. I'm like, not afraid of it. Like yeah. I, I ate it on it on a trail and like smash the radiator and like i'm clearly gonna have to replace the radiator and i'm not afraid to play replace the radiator because mm-hmm. i'm not afraid to work on it because i've done all this moped shit yeah. and worked on all these other bikes i am a little bummed that i have to pay <laughs> motorcycle prices <laughs> to fix the radiator because that sucks yeah. but like oh that thing's expensive <laughs> dude who knew who knew parts were actually expensive yeah it's like i i compare motorcycles to like to mopeds to like you know that 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 thing all the time it's like dude like yeah like you can be in, in the motorcycles you can be in like building cars but like the price it costs for someone to like buy one part for a car i could like buy like five parts for a moped totally and if you're blowing like you know if your your parts list is a thousand dollars and you're just like barely scratching the surface on that motorcycle it's a lot scarier to like work on it because you're like oh if i fuck this up it could yeah. be like some serious shop time and some serious money where if you fuck your moped up, it's like you, first of all, you're the only one who can fix it. Yeah. Like no one else. Can fix that for you. <laughs> there is no, shop. you're fucked. There's no shop. Nobody wants to talk to you. Yeah. And then second of all, like it's not going to be that expensive. Like it might cost 500 bucks. Like if you really screw it up, but you'll get there for 500 bucks. Shout out to all the moped shops out there, dude, holding it down. Like, you know, taking, Oh my God. Yeah. Because, so many of us live in places where there is no shop and you got to find like that one random guy who's going to like, you know, fix your bike for a fucking case of beer and then wreck your shit. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny. RIP. <laughs> Dude. Um, yeah. You want to tell people about the road trip, bro? I don't know if we even remember it that well. Oh, when I rode out, when I came out to see you. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, I I thought you were talking. So this summer we have a big trip planned too. But Ooh, two um, road trips. Yeah. Um. So, ro- what? I just like hit you up. I think. Or did you hit me up asking about artwork first, or did I, I hit you up asking about bikes? I think I hit you up asking about artwork because I saw your drawings. I don't know. We just like met on Instagram, whatever. And I was mm-hmm. like, dude, you. Oh, I was lurking hard. I was like, you're a <laughs> sick artist. Your shit is awesome. Like I you. want you to draw my dogs because like my dogs are getting older and I'm like, they're going to die soon. I'm like, fuck it, dude. I want to fucking have some picture of my dogs, you know? Yeah. And I was like, dude, this is the guy. He's, he's the man. And you were like, I'll trade you for a moped. And I was like, which moped? What do you want? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and I thought I wanted a pook and then I was like, no, I, I want a hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you, I don't, I think you bought like two matching hobbits from some old dude. Yeah. Was the story, right? Mm-hmm. And then I hit you up and I was like, actually, I want a hobbit. And you're like, 
welcome welcome to the fold <laughs> my child <laughs> like that, that that is that is my steeds like that that's the easy one for me like let's do that <laughs> Yeah, and then I just, it was so funny. I just like Venmoed you like 500 bucks for parts. Cause like the deal was you were gonna, um, you were going to give me the bike for the drawing and help me put all the parts on it and figure out what I should buy. Because yeah. at this time I had fully rebuilt my Gorelli and I was still in like essentially Gorelli hell, like where <laughs> things just like kept, it was all electrical and it sucks. As soon as I figured it out, I sold it. And the dude I sold it to, he's, it's never broken. Like fuck. he's just ridden it. It's he's never had a problem with that it. That sucks so but, hard. <laughs> dude, no, fuck that bike. It was beautiful, but I'm glad it's gone. Yeah. Um so yeah, so then I just like sent you five hundred bucks, like this dude I knew from the internet. <laughs> like a fucking idiot, but like I don't know. I was like, well, everybody likes Jason, like he's probably not gonna steal my money. And then um I just like rolled up and I was like, I just remember like getting out of my truck and being like Oh, I didn't realize how short I was because you're like six feet tall and I'm like five foot seven. Like I was like, I'm a tiny human being. And I just crashed at your house and we built a bike. It was amazing. It was a long drive too. Well, how far was it again? Like, Dude, it was 666 miles wow. from my door to yours. <laughs> Meant to be. I rode the fucking highway to hell there, dude. And, um, yeah, that was sick, dude. Yeah. I, I remember hanging out with Thomas and, uh, him making fun of me because, uh, <laughs> that variator and me like basically almost losing it into the bushes as <laughs> soon as I started that bike. It was so good. Dude, it was fun. Like he just like Alex came to town, dude. And we're just like, all right, buddy, you're here now. Like, let's get into it. And we just like, like tore this bike down. We like cleaned everything like and you, and you weren't just like, you weren't like a, a bystander. Like you, you turned a wrench. So it was like, all right, cool. You do this. We'll do that. Like, we'll put this shit together ourselves. And we were like, went to Thomas's house to get some parts we needed or something too. Like met like, the pig. Yeah. Met the pig. <laughs> Old penny dude. Dude. that Yeah. It was so good too, because it's like, um, you get to see somebody who's done it. Like God knows how many times and you've done it like once or twice at that point. I think I had rebuilt like two bottom ends at that point. Yeah. And like just talking to somebody and being like, what is that thing called? You know, like, what is that? Like, how do I do this? Like, or just like ring gap, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a great example of being like, how do you do it? And watching you do it or watching you like port something out was like, so, I mean, watching someone else do it is like way better than anything you can ever read. Yeah. Like, that's like, I think why, like, cities with clubs can retain people or get new people oh, it's because like doing it by yourself you just have to venmo somebody 500 bucks and pray <laughs> I'm, I'm like a, i'm a visual learner too so it's like i need to like see the thing happening and like and then like do it myself before like i really like retain like like how it works you know I'm like oh cool like oh that's what you did i can like watch it and be like okay i know i can probably get pretty close to repeating that like you know, so I need, like, I need that when I'm learning stuff. Yeah. And I need to talk about things like, uh, um, one of my colleagues told me I was an external processor, which is just like higher ed speak for like, I need to chat about something. Otherwise I don't actually understand it. Yeah. And that's the hundred percent where I was at is what? like, I need to have a conversation and watch somebody build this and other, and now it's like, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm good at it, but I feel a little bit more confident. <laughs> Dude, you kept the bike running. Like, that's what I, that's why I say, like, you're like my, like, wrote it today. You're my most successful, like, moped child. Cause it's like, I've sold 
I've probably sold 15 hobbits. Like, you know, and like you said, they go off into the fucking ether and I never see them again. There's like at least three hobbits out in the world that I've like completely custom painted, did all this shit to and sold it to team rando and like gone. Like haven't seen it. Haven't heard of it. I think I've seen one bike that I've sold in the last six years pop up on Craigslist. And I was like, and it it was like, and it was a bike that I didn't even care that much about. I was like, "Mm." that was like a shitty Minarelli I got for 200 bucks. And I painted and fixed up and got it running, but it was just like some stock Minarelli. And I'm like, that bike sucked anyway. Like, (laughs) but all the rest of them, all the cool ones, dude, vanished. I don't know where they're at. I, I've got so many miles on that bike. Like, cause when I got it, I think it had like 200 miles on it or something silly like that. And I think I, I'm, I'm over 3000. I know that. And like runs great. The speed still that works. Bike. That's crazy. Everything still works. Yeah. And like, but I baby it like that speedo, like mm-hmm. I've taken it off or not the speedo, but I've taken the cable off and like re-greased it. You know, yeah. like I do take care of all it. the basic maintenance, but you know, that's cause it's my main moped. Mm-hmm. Like I've had a bunch of other bikes around it, but it's the only one that I'm just like, Oh, this one doesn't go anywhere. Like I'll sell that bike or I'll sell that bike, but this bike stays. So yeah. that's kind of like, yeah. I've been like, I've always had like the Hobbit, like platform, like thing. Like it's, it's been in different iterations and like lived and been rebuilt and like changed a bunch over the years. But I've always like been like, cool. Like I need this built out Hobbit is like something I'm keeping, you know? Yeah. Well, it's great. Mine, mine looks very stock too, other than being like circuit pipe loud as fuck. Yeah. Like it sleeper. looks like, yeah, it looks like a little Hobbit. So it's like really great. Cause I like, you know, I ride it, park it at the bike rack. Like it's super <laughs> cute. Like I actually wish it wasn't as loud as it was, but like, yeah, yeah. Like, not willing to throw down on a, in a, on an MLM pipe until this like circuit pipe falls off or, and gets run over. <laughs> It's like cranks. We need you to Ryan. We need to build like the quiet circuit pipe, like the circuit pipe with a side bleed or something. Like <laughs> that is my fucking dream. A quiet circuit pipe. Like how? God how, how can we do this? Like <laughs> there's got to be a way can. for sure, dude. For like, sure. Like just not make it out of like beer cans. It's so fucking thin. D- double baffled. But, like I don't know what you could do. Like something silly. I mean, I definitely cut the old baffle off and welded like a bigger, um, uh, dose was selling like a big mm-hmm. baffle for a while. I don't know if they still are. I like yeah, made a flange for it. I did the whole thing. And then I, I, uh, heat wrapped it to try and like cut down on more of that noise, which like kind of hate the way the heat wrap looks and it's quieter, but it's still loud as fuck. Yeah. Like, you know, like my dog still knows when I'm coming home. So <laughs> Dude, there's this, um, <laughs> There's this in the lovers for hobbits on Facebook. Someone posted this picture recently and it's like this crazy circuit pipe. Like the, it looks so wild. It's like, it's a circuit, but it's like super fat, like crazy, like fancy welds. Like it looks like a bossier like circuit pipe. And I'm like, that thing's super cool looking. I wonder where it came from. I don't know. Like I didn't. I didn't. I I didn't go past like looking at it and be like, "Damn, that thing looks sick." Thomas, check this out. You know, show someone else the picture, <laughs> and then like, and then I was off scrolling to some other shit. You know, so I didn't like t- take time to look into it. But it looks super yeah. rad. It's on there, and I'm like, "Damn, that pipe looks awesome." Dude, There's something yeah. about awesome I mean, pipes, dude. Like when someone gets like a custom pipe from Ryan, like I'm just like drawing oh in God. the corner, like yo, like 
that pipe looks fucking super rad. And it's the like, one Conan got that oh was God, like yeah. uh, on the, up on the and Tomos? through the frame. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. damn, dude, that Jesus Christ. That's the funny thing too is like I look at what other people are building and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a community moped person. I'm not <laughs> a true builder because I look at like, you know, and like listening to the podcast and the other stuff, you're just like, oh yeah, you're like capable of building like the dopest stuff that like. I, I'm not going to get there in my little garden shed, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, but like, I'll, I'll make some prints for people or whatever. <laughs> dude, the prints are rad. I got a bunch of them. They're tight. Oh, sick. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like anything you can make for other people to get them like stoked on bikes. And like, dude, I made those. It was so funny. I posted one of them. I, it, I don't know what it was. If it was like the Hobbit one or the, the like, um, the uh, Moby one, but somebody's like, "Oh, you're actually missing a washer here." And I was like, "If you're using this to rebuild your bike, like, <laughs> you didn't fuck right off." <laughs> yeah, like, I think the t-shirts I just like stole the real diagram. It's like, yeah, you probably could if you really wanted to, but I took all the numbers out, so you don't know what anything goes to. <laughs> oh, the those diagrams I've been working on like very slowly, but I've been working on this project where I'm. I took all the Hobbit diagrams I could find Mm -hmm. and I've been redrawing them and I want to do a three color screen print where it is the whole Hobbit diagram exploded. So like instead of just being like the engine diagram in the front, it's like everything, the engine, the frame, the wheels, everything redrawn. So it's like super clean and it's going to be kind of colorful. And I want to make these like, I don't know, like 36 inch tall, like poster size prints. That's just like, a little bit of Hobbit love. Yeah, all all the but, things. I'm yeah, looking every at, um, every part. God, I'm looking at the the other Alex's uh like holographic like Hobbit explosion stuff that he did a couple years ago. I have one of those in my wall. Those are sick. Like I have of like the final drive and shit. Like I'm looking at it right now. That thing's cool. Like yeah, I think it's the same. It, it would be the same base drawing. Those like original mechanical drawings. Yeah. So yeah, that stuff's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. I just, so, will, you know, I just want to make shit. <laughs> <laughs> nope. You got to be the boss of the department, dude. You're not allowed to make anything ever again. Sorry, you cut off. Jesus Christ. You're right. <laughs> Never allowed the to last thing I made again. was, <laughs> no, literally the last thing I made was invitations to a, to a party for work. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, God. You're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what summers are for. <laughs> Actually, that, that's a good segue though. Um, this summer. Lou and I are doing the Trans American Trail. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, we're doing it on dirt bikes though. We're not doing it on mopeds because like that's really hard. We <laughs> yeah, like I mean, like in the back of our head, the dream is to like see how this goes and then at least do it on like vintage small bikes. Like maybe not mopeds, maybe four strokes, just trail, for like trail the nineties or something. Yeah, yeah, she's doing hers on. She's doing it on the on a trail one two five, like a okay. new one. But we've got uh, two months booked out, and we're just gonna like do the whole trail, the whole loop, and goof off. It's gonna be sick. Hell yeah, that's tight. Yeah, man. I mean, the Transmountain Trail is lo- like a legit trail. Like that shit's hard. Like when the guys tried to do it on mopeds a couple years back, like I think it was like six of them maybe seven and they had like a full like trait chase beat bus with like yeah all the tools all the supplies like everything 
and they still didn't complete it. So <laughs> they had to bury a bike out in the trail, dude. They like left one down of like, and, like they wrecked one. It was a derby variant that Sean wrecked down the ditch and they just like covered it with some fucking bushes and left it there for like two years <laughs> until he went back to get it. Like, it's funny. Yeah, our goal is for it to still be fun. So we were like, oh, maybe we don't take mopeds. <laughs> like, no, we don't want to suffer. Like we're <laughs> yeah, trying yeah. to enjoy so. the thing, dude. So Jesus, yeah. the Narps as a club have been like doing their thing for a while. You've been like into mopeds for a good amount of years mm-hmm. now, and but but then like COVID hit, and it was like mm-hmm. cool. Like after COVID, like seeing you guys come out like kind of enforce at the Nashville rally. And I was like, dude, Mm -hmm. like the NARPs are here. It's a real club. It's a thing. So like, how was that for you guys? Like coming out to like the first rally that was like after all the shit's gone down. Well, we like, we didn't really miss a step. Like, like early in the pandemic when stuff was like really scary and like nobody really knew what to do. Obviously like we weren't meeting up, but like, as soon as things felt like we could do it relatively safely, we started meeting up and we were just like, we are all in the same bubble. We're doing moped shit together. Like we're all, if one of us gets sick, we tell everybody else like the whole thing. So like we didn't really miss a beat, but we just stayed in our bubble. And then as soon as stuff was like legit and that Nashville rally happened, we were all like, we're going. And um, we had a pretty good crew. I think we had like seven or so people, maybe eight. Um, it was awesome. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just sick. We were all like itching to get to a rally and like ride bikes, you know, see other people who ride. bikes. So most of the club had never been to a rally before. So yeah, that was sick too. Cause like, you know, you got people who are used to like, um, more like motorcycle style meetups where it's like, you pay like 250 bucks but everything is like catered and you have like a designated spot and nobody's like doing anything and then you go to a moped (laughs) rally and it's just fucking chaos and it's gonna rain and everybody's playing dice (laughs) crazy hobo village you know kind of (laughs) yeah like everybody that one especially dude yeah has you guys ever been to a pop-up hobo village you know yeah pop up let's do it That rally was super fun, though. That uh, rally was great fucking time, great, dude. Yeah. I'm really glad. Are you I'm going? Here. Are you trying to go to Build and Gather this year? Uh, probably not. Like it's okay. like I have a lot of like like important shit like going on like next month, so I'm not yeah. going anywhere, dude. Like I'm like super focused in on like a couple projects. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like I gotta like I gotta keep it tight. Get my yeah. shit together. Well, that, we're trying to figure it out, like with pets and all the other bullshit. I can't imagine what it's like having a baby, too. Yeah. So, like, I don't know, it'd be cool to see Chad's new shop. Like, I saw the last, you know, you know, his shop, and it was cool. Like, that was me. Like, oh, what the fuck is this shop called again? You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> like I want. I wanted to yeah. call it second stroke, and I was like, no, that's not it. Quarter kick. You know, I had to like. It took me a while to like think about it. But I was like, dude, it's like I saw, his last shot was cool, and then I saw like, yeah, you know, they posted a picture the other week that like, you know, a bunch of people came out to help him like put the bikes back up on the rafters, and I'm like, dude, yeah. like, why are we putting these bikes back up on the shelf, dude? They're never gonna see the light of day again. Like he's got so many mopeds, <laughs> dude. He's got uh, yeah, the horde of all hordes, but 
I don't know, man. I, I'm stoked. I've never been out there, so I want to go really bad. But it's also that thing of like, um, time. It's yeah. fucking time. It's always fucking time. I'd say Chad's so. got the biggest personal collection of mopeds in the in the community. It's gotta be, yeah. Like for one it's person, insane. like Zero's got a lot of fucking bikes, but like does multiple people in the club sharing that same space i know they're not all like a lot of them are you know one or two peoples but like mm-hmm. chad's got the most for like one person. oh chad's got the most yeah, yeah he wins the far. game like he wins the game of mopedding and i like, mean if the game is to collect the most <laughs> absolute shit if the game is to have the most non-runners you are the fucking winner <laughs> yeah your horde is the strongest and the most burdensome. Yeah, like, who who's better off? The guy with fucking like you know three stock bikes that never break down, or the guy with a hundred like non runners? Yup, yup. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm sticking to the like the one bike I love, and then I just like if a bike shows up and it's a good deal, I'll scoop it, I'll fix it, and I'll flip it. Like. Yeah. There's always somebody in the community who's like adjacent enough to our club who will like buy a bike and be stoked about it. So it's like, I mean, as long as we don't flood it, you know, get too many bikes. But like, I'm legit. Like, like I said earlier in the podcast, it was like, I think I'm legit to the point where like, I really just want to have a handful of sick bikes. Like, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of stuff, but I have a handful that are just like, can you buy anything else for that bike? And be like, yeah, uh, that, that, that is all the things, sir. Um, that one, that one's, I have all of it. (laughs) Like that one's all the things, uh, version one and the one beside it, that's all the things version two, you know, like, yes, yes, that that is completely custom. We painted everything and I can never sell this bike to anyone or else I would lose my ass. You know, like where you're forced to stay in the bike because you just could never afford to sell it. Like, I think that's, oh, yeah, I think that's the path I'm going to go for for my future. Like, I mean, at a point where, like, I, I think I'm going to, like, kick my Cobra down this, down the road, dude. Like, I love it. Cool bike. Took me fucking years in a moped game to find one. But, like, I don't enjoy it as much as I enjoy some of the other ones. Well, I, this is, fucking alexander hot take here but like if i wanted to step through i'd buy a little motorcycle which i own and fucking love i have a cb 125 from like a 1974 honda cb that's like really tiny it's kind of like the cheater moped Mm -hmm. doesn't have pedals obviously but it's like the cheater moped because it never breaks and it'll go 45 all day and do it like happy um and it looks kind of like a Magnum. Yeah. It's like about the same size. You like a, You want a top tank, get a motorcycle. <laughs> just buy a little motorcycle. Mm. Otherwise, buy a six step through and like giggle the whole time you ride it and fucking love it. Or, you know. Love your moped. Get, get a step through and then put a crossbar on it. No top tank. Just a crossbar so you can't step through it. You know, that that's fun too. <laughs> Yeah, whatever works. I mean, I know I never sweat anybody their bike for sure. Like, get what you love, but like, I don't know. I love my I love my little motorcycle, but it's like if I want to ride a moped, I like I want, I want to ride a step through. I want it to be like pure moped essence. Mm-hmm. 
Like yeah. I rode my Fox this weekend. That's why I took on the trails. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's super short wheelbase. Like the, the seating position, I'm sitting completely straight up, like super comfortable and you can step through it and it's super small and light and pick it up and toss around and do whatever. And it's like the most fun bike to like, just ride around. And just Yeah. It doesn't matter. Throw it everywhere. And people look at it. It gets looks. They're like, oh, what's that? You know? You get the fake motorcycle. And they're just like, oh, that looks like a motorcycle. And, but it's Yeah, like, I will say, if I ride my moped anywhere, there's, like, way more people who want to hang out and talk about my bike than if I take anything else I own. Like, people just want to sit and bullshit about mopeds. Oh, I had one of those. And then you let them ride it around in the parking lot. And they're, like, super stoked. And, like, as far as, like, the moped savings account goes and keeping, like, funds in the mopeds, like, I feel like selling my Cobra, like, I could probably get a decent amount of money for it. And that amount of money could feed two more bikes and finish off two projects. Like, cool, like, I need money to finish these two bikes. I could sell this one and have two other bikes completely finished without having to come out of pocket for any of it. So that comes back mm-hmm. to like st- keeping the money like in mopeds without having to like spend my spend more of your hard-earned cash. Well, and I'm betting it would sell so fucking fast too, you know, like people want people new to mopeds always want a top tank. I wanted a top <laughs> tank when I first yeah. I was like, dude, how do I make this into a top tank? Yeah. <laughs> they're cool bikes, they're rad. Like I love them. Like they're it's, sick. it's a cool bike like it's, it, I don't know. I'm also jaded because there's been like so many Cobras in Richmond that it's like, like the 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 rarity game of mopeds is a fun game to play, but like, mm-hmm. how like, it's it's a hard like line that's take to take, you know, like ooh, I'm only in it for the rarity, like, why? Yeah, unless, I'm not unless, into unless I'm, it's like super super rare. That's like okay, I get it. Like Dose had this one off. Like I got the Derby Box thing. I got the Fox. Like those are pretty rare bikes for me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but but like I'm not treating it like anything else. I'm like, I'm gonna ride the shit out of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, I love having a like I, my Hobbit is not rare. So if it tips over. Like I rip it down trails and I like run into stuff and I break levers off of it or fuck mm-hmm. up the like pedals or whatever. And I have no remorse. I'm just yeah. like, Oh, like, I mean, the only remorse is like, fuck, I like totally trashed the plastics. <laughs> that's going to be a hundred bucks. Yeah. Like that's a bummer. Yeah. But like, otherwise it's just like, I don't know. I just want to ride it. Yeah. That's how, that's how I felt when I had my grand prix. Like I only took my grand prix to one rally and, and I wrecked it. And like it wasn't bad, Oof. like it still like ran, but like, but like I was no, I took it to two rounds. I took it, I took it to New Orleans once, but I was like, dude, I was so paranoid about putting that bike in a fucking trailer, like with yeah. all the other mopeds. Like, nothing's worse than taking a bike somewhere and just being like so stressed about putting it like in a failure trailer because you're like, oh, like this whole bike's made out of plastic and I can't replace any of these parts. Like, yeah. where am I going to find the fake tank seat thing if I destroy it? Like, nowhere. Yeah. So I just sat. Yeah. I just took the motor off and sold it and sat in the corner of my garage for three years until I finally, you know, got over it and the rarity and sold the bike. Well, that's always a funny thing, too. It's like you get, like, so – you start, like, thinking about this bike or this thing you put all this time into is, like, so precious. 
I do this with my students and art stuff all the mm-hmm. time. I'm like, I don't care if you put 10 hours into it. It doesn't look good. Like just start over. Yeah. <laughs> like you learned something in those 10 hours, but like, just start fresh. Like let yourself like, just like let go. And like, I feel like I do that with bikes sometimes. Like my Gorelli was my first like real rebuild. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this thing's like a piece of shit and always broken. But like, I put so much into it. I can't get rid of it. And then finally I sold it for like, way less than the parts I had into it because mm-hmm. I was just like over it. I was fucking done. And like, I should have cut my losses way sooner, but you know, you live and learn, learn. buy more bikes learned. and then you buy more bikes <laughs> and start new <laughs> projects and go back down. the and Don't finish hole. them. <laughs> yeah. Why finish any projects when you could start a new one? So how many bikes are you up to now? I have one moped right now. Ooh. I like yeah. It. I just sold, um i gave away a bike i sold two bikes and now i'm down to one and then i have so i have one moped i have um a uh the the honda cb125 which is like the little almost a moped um i have my um honda sl 70 which is sick uh because it's tinier than a moped it's like a children's dirt bike um and then I have a CB450 and my CRF300. And that's like my, I bought that bike to ride the Trans-American Trail. Yeah. And then Lou has her um, Honda Trail. And that's all we have right now. Yeah. That's good about but Her trail's I, in great shape too. That was like a nice bike. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. She's got a brand new one now. Oh. So she she has that blue bike too. But I, she isn't, she was like, I bought this trail. I don't want to wrench on this blue bike anymore. And I was She's like, I'm going to sell it. And I was like, well, I know who will buy it. So I bought it from her. <laughs> so now I have that bike. But um, yeah, I'm I'm waiting. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowing myself to buy any more mopeds until I put up a garage. Yeah. Because or sell another bike. Like, I, I just can't fit more than that in the space we have. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. six bikes in a garden shed is, like, stupid. Yeah. You fall like, into that trap of having to pull stuff out to be able to do anything inside and that's like, yeah i can't wrench unless i take two bikes out yeah like i i lived that life for so long when i had my little one car garage and it was like mm-hmm. it was super annoying like it got to a point where I, I could i could make it so i had like just enough space that i could like crawl over stuff to turn the lights on and like you know reach open my toolbox and like and i could work on one bike but like outside mm-hmm. of that, it's like I had to take stuff like out of the garage and like it sucked, dude. Like cool, like it it's, it's raining, so now you got to take like five bikes and put them in the rain so you can like work on one bike, like and then like, dude, it sucks. It's not fun. Well, and like with the with the Hobbit, like you know, mopeds are harder to keep running than four stroke, like two stroke mopeds from the seventies are more work than like four stroke motorcycles from the seventies. Just like the way it is, so. Mm-hmm. For me right now, I'm like, I'm putting my energy into keeping my Hobbit, like a good ripper, a bike that always starts, like that I can put miles on and love. And that's like kind of a fair amount of work just to stay on top of keeping that bike running smooth and then my other bikes running at all. But currently all my bikes are runners, so I'm I'm kind of stoked on that. There's like yeah. I, I definitely have like pride my props out you know I shouldn't props out to anyone who's out there who's got multiple running mopeds 
and they stay running. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of the people like not me. Thomas has a bunch <laughs> of runners right now, dude. Like like there's like a good handful of his mopeds are running. But it's like, but I know what bikes he's riding. So it's like, yeah. If you're not riding them, they're not breaking. Like that that's mopeds. If you are riding them hard, if that's the bike you're taking out all the time, something's gonna go wrong. Like I yeah. rode mine. It was great all weekend. I went to ride it to work today. Like it was cool Sunday. I'm going to ride it to work for a little bit and like just go get some, clean up some projects or whatever. And like, as soon as I try to kick it over, it was chirping. And I'm like, Oh, I guess I, I guess I got a loose head stud or I blew a head, blew a head gasket or something yesterday. And I just like left it alone, you know, Yep. like, Oh, you're broken. I'll just put you over here and I'll fix it later. I'm not going to like ride it and break it for real. Like it's still running. So don't, you know, that's another thing a lot of us don't do is uh, a lot of us don't do preventative maintenance. Yeah. Like we kind of, I've been trying to, <laughs> yeah, we kind of just send them to they till they break. And like, mm-hmm. if you check your clutch every once in a while, make sure your bell's not blue in, make sure, you know, your clutch pads are good. Your springs aren't trash. Like check a spark plug every, every once in a while, you know, make sure your head's not just covered in carbon. Like, Yep. All these little things like help. I'm, and I'm guilty too. Like I'm not one who's out here doing this shit for sure, for sure. But like, I'd say if, if you live somewhere who's got, it's got real winners, like that's your time. Like why not, you know, give everybody a good once over, you know, at the end of the season. Well, we do this, we do these rides. Like, um, like we do this thing we call, um, TJB Trader Joe's or bust, um, because we don't have a Trader Joe's in our town. So we ride to Indianapolis, which on back roads and there and back is about like 150 miles and it takes all day. So we do these like every year we'll ride to Trader Joe's and back as a group. Um, We've done it three years in a row now. And it's like if you're moped, I mean, like, like how many bikes do you have that you feel confident hopping on and doing a 150 mile ride in one day where like if you break down, like the rule kind of is everybody gets to keep going <laughs> unless it's like a thing we can fix together. And like, it takes a little bit of trust, you know? Um, so, mm. so yeah, nothing I mean, like, that's how I blew up my last bike. <laughs> nothing like trust in a moped. Like <laughs> dude, right. I've had, I definitely had faith in a couple bikes. I know like when we were planning some rally routes, you know, we're like, all right, cool. Like this is the rally route. We got to go ride it. And then we're like, the first time you go ride it, you're like, all right, who wants to go on this ride? Like, can, can someone drive chase, <laughs> you know, for, for yep. this fucking death march that we're going to like go test. And like, that's the worst dude. Like, you know, you're just like not being able to trust your moped, like to like handle this like long ass ride. Like I have, I've had bikes where I could like, all right, it just hasn't broken down in a long time. It's been running pretty good. Like I know I can hold the throttle wide open for at least a couple minutes without, you know, doing something crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep, yeah, oh yeah. Like, can I get a good five miles before I have to like back off the throttle? Like, I feel like that's how I try to plan out big rides. Like, if I'm gonna plan a long ride, I'm like, all right, like, what's a good stretch where people can really blast on it? But the the good stretch isn't like a 30 mile straight road. You know, like here we're gonna hold it wide open. You can really blast right here, but. I know that this little stretch is only two miles long, three miles long. We're like, there's going to get to a spot where we mm-hmm. have a stop sign and your bike can cool off a little bit while we're waiting for other people to catch up. So I try to like, yeah, not yeah. make rides that are like sole purposes to kill bikes. 
Like, actually, mm-hmm. and I, and well, I we're did, pretty lucky. Oh, I was gonna say, like, I did oh. think about doing that once as a theme for a rally. Like, <laughs> go, <laughs> just death go march. Yeah, yeah, just go, like black black pers- black black percents death march, where we just like turn, <laughs> we just turn on a road and we just blast straight for fucking forever. Like the longest, longest? straightest, boringest fucking ride, and just be like, like here's the route, guys, and like, like uh, just when we hit this one road, just keep going straight. Like the whole pack's gonna wait for you guys to catch up at the end. Like we got Chase in the back, and like, but not tell him that like, you know that that's the only road. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking great. It would be, uh, it would be so I would not bad. Come everyone would be, I wouldn't yeah, want to blow up my Hobbit. <laughs> everyone would also be really bummed. Like no, yeah, no one would be happy at all. They'd be like, "Yo, that was the stupidest ride ever." <laughs> would be like the saddest night of a moped rally just like everybody butt hurt because their bikes are just trashed we keep talking about throwing a rally out here because like it's it's hard though like just getting everything together but we literally have like a state park uh north and like east of us and a national forest Mm -hmm. to the west of us that like wraps around and then uh, south of us, we have a dirt bike park and this like quarry that ha- is like amazing swimming and all single track trails. Oh, and we've we've talked about like throwing a rally, but um, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like everybody talks about it. And then you're just like you hear the horror stories of like, yeah, let's throw a rally. And then everybody ends up hating each other by the end of it. And our club loves each other so much. Like I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give you, the, I'll give you the cheat code, dude. The cheat code is you can't have too many hands in the kitchen. Like if you got sure, too many dude. fucking chefs trying to fucking cook, dude, like it doesn't go well. Like you have to like have a planning committee amongst your club and like delegate to a few. Yo, yo, you're back. Yo, what's up? Sorry, my headphones just like totally died. All good. I mean, that's what happens when like podcasts start like going extremely long. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you're not planning for it. You're just like, ooh, like computers are gonna die, phones are gonna die. Like, oh yeah, I already plugged mine up. I'm like, I'm luckily, I'm like, okay, everything over here is still working. I did learn, guys. In case you didn't know, this episode is being uh, done through Riverside, which is like this new podcasting platform that you can do for streaming and video footage and you get like unlimited timing if i upgrade i can like live stream this like straight to like youtube and twitch and stuff too so this is my first time trying it out like really using it like i did notice that like my computer can't handle running logic at the same time so Mm. the recording the audio recording and logic failed but i still have the sd card going and you get an audio copy from riverside so i still have two audio files i don't know it's 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 interesting it's working it's working out all right well it's cool being able to see you too because i can like not talk over you then (laughs) like which is like i don't know like we're really bad with that sometimes (laughs) especially because like sometimes we just have podcasts there's like way too many people involved you know all right we got six people in the studio tonight and there's like three people on the phone call like (laughs) 
Yeah, Lou was actually like, do you want me to pop in and say hey? And I was like, totally. And she's like, actually, I don't want to muddy like water. So I was like, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it, get, it gets crazy sometimes. It gets a little hairy, but... You know. our, uh, actually, like, one of our first dates uh, was her coming over to my house and riding a moped around in the basement Sick. of my house. I love it. And, like, yeah, that was... And then we have these photos from our first date where, like, she was riding on the back of my... Uh, on the back of my Hobbit, actually... <laughs> Shooting, um, shooting uh, street signs with a BB gun. Nice. That's tight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Moped love. Mm-hmm. The couple that rides together stays together. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it seems that way. She seems pretty happy. I've tricked her. I've tricked yeah. her with moped and BB I know, guns. Dude. That was pretty smooth, dude. I don't know how you did it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, luckily, like, you know, I didn't like run my, my girl off with like all my moped stuff. Like, yeah, like she met me like kind of prior to me being like really deep into the mopeds. Dude, and then like, it just, thing. yeah, then it just kept getting worse and worse. You think motorcycles are cool? What about this children's toy? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you excited to tell all your family members that he's really into mopeds? <laughs> Dude, surprisingly, like everyone in her family, like, like likes the mopeds like her dad's into it like her dad's been on the podcast we like you know we made him ride a bike and it was like and i didn't tell him that like the brake lever was half broken and like you know <laughs> you know it was like you know he had he had that sketchy moment it was like yeah dude like my i never found my my butthole pucker that hard before you know like <laughs> Well, that's just how you stay stuck to the seat you know yeah, it's like we're going downhill and and the brakes work but they don't work and you, you, know, you gotta figure it out you know and then I, I put them on another bike prior to that that like broke down on like you know a mile from my house we had the baby back home I'm like oh yeah like you know when you're just trying to throw a loaner together like that day oh, like, yeah. you're like oh like we want to take you on a ride I guess I gotta figure out a loaner now like this one kind of runs that one kind of runs this one I guess we could figure it out you know like <laughs> nothing was prepared like I oh think, yeah, I mean, part of the reason I have one moped is I was sick of having loners. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And then like they break and like you know, I don't know. It's just a lot. To, it's a lot to keep it all together. Your broken bike. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a lot to keep it all going. Like, there's definitely times I'm like, I wish I didn't have as many. But then like, what am I gonna look at when I go to my garage? Do like, I have something to stare at? You know. That's a very good point. I it's a, I do feel like my my one two stroke in the garage is getting a little lonely. So mm-hmm. some will turn up though. Mopeds just turn up too, like because you're like into it, and people find out you're into it. They're like, oh, I think I have a like my uncle has one or something like that, and all of a sudden somebody's just showing up at your house with a free here. You know, yeah, I've gotten like three or four bikes just people handing them to me, being like, that's, I don't want this, and I'm like, tight. okay. I've definitely gotten like a couple like really cheap bikes before, but I think I think I've only gotten one for free, and it was like mm. it was and it was like a trade. Like I did like some work on mm. their other bike, and then I got to keep like the bike they didn't care about, which was like kind of cool because it was like a bike I had sold them like years prior, so it kind of like made its way back home to daddy. I was like, oh, oh well, nice. welcome home. Like I still hate you, and I'm gonna sell you again as soon as I can. <laughs> like you know, like. <laughs> You stupid Tomos, get out of my garage. Like you're you're not my keeper. Dude, I have one Tomos in my garage right now that's a keeper. Like what is it? It's a Tomos LX that I got for four hundred dollars mm. and it's like minty looking. Like why is it a keeper? Like 
because of how clean it is. It's got oh, okay. all the plastics, all the fairings, even the little like engine cow thing, and like it looks super clean. Tomos, and it, it, I got it running, but it needs like a little love, you know. It needs a new throttle. It yeah. needs like, you know, it could use like a rebuild for the for the shawl, like the gasket, like a shot, so it just pisses gas everywhere. But like, oh yeah. But like, dude, if I like Kevin get that thing going, I'm like, cool. Now I have like a really clean Tomos to like, you know, I can put around. It's like, it's not something I like really love, but I love how like perfect it looks. Like it's only has like a, a flaw, like one or two little flaws that like, I don't really care too much about like the little turn signals broke. And I'm like, eh, I don't care about yeah. that. Oh, I kind of love a moped with turn signals. But yeah. I think cause I live in a college town where I like, I want to pretend it's going to save me from getting run over. Yeah. I know it's not, but like, yeah, it's pretty legit. Like if I could fix it for cheap, I would kind of thing. Like the turn signals are there, but like the mounting spot, like, cause it mounts, they mounted the turn signals to plastic, you know, like mm. oh, that, that's not like a smart idea, but like, no. You know, <laughs> so, you know, that part breaks and you're like, damn it. Like, so if I could get like that one or two little parts replaced, I'd, have like this really clean minty bike that's in perfect condition and i'd be like damn like that's the little showpiece and like you know that's the loner because it's like what are you going to do to a stock tomos like yeah anyone can ride that you know here's a stock tomos with a pipe it does 40 miles an hour you can't kill it like which something be said about bikes you can't kill oh yeah i mean i feel like everybody should start with a bike that they can't kill Versus like a bike that you instantly murder and have to like and hate. figure out. That's what, so I, that's what I was going to say about your bike when you were like, yeah, I got this Gorilla in it and it instantly broke. And I was just like, dude, like that's probably turned so many people out of mopeds. Like one, probably the, the, the number one culprit for like why our, our communities like isn't as bigger. It's like the, all the people who got bikes and they just like went with the send it mentality. They're like, oh, yeah, I can just buy this and ride it. And, like, they know nothing about the maintenance or nothing about what it needs. And they're buying them, like, sight unseen or from Team Rando. And, like, yep, it ran, and I rode it, and then it broke. And then that's it. That's the end of the story for them. Yeah. I mean, that was almost me. I just, like, I got lucky that there were other moped people in the community. And that, for some reason, I just, like, I was chasing that, like, childhood, like, ride that was Mm -hmm. so much fun. I got, yeah, I got hooked early and then I lost it and was like, also got lucky that I didn't buy like, um, a Vespa something scooter that, or like even like a, even like a, a nicer motorcycle. Cause mm-hmm. I think if I'd have bought a bike that just ran, Ooh. I wouldn't have also fallen in love with it. Like there is something about like bikes that break that you have to like work on and learn about. I wish it hadn't broken like, so like soon, you know, grenaded itself, but <laughs> fine yeah. <laughs> it's fucking fine whatever yeah. i'm not bitter <laughs> keep telling yourself that buddy it's okay i get yeah. it yeah <laughs> ruining my life dude so dude we're, let's let's wrap up let's come to an end like it's we've yeah, gone sure. pretty long but like what what are your what are your plans for uh for next summer dude well next summer Bes- so we besides do this- the trail thing well, yeah, I mean, that's really our big thing. Like, we do this party every year where it's it's a it's a bring-your-own-pizza-pizza party. <laughs> so everybody who comes has to bring a pizza, and we, like, I print a bunch of posters, and those are the invites, and we put them 
all over town and give them to a bunch of people. And then we throw a big backyard party where there's like a hundred pizzas there. It's really fun. (laughs) We'll do that. And then literally the weekend after that, we're planning to take off and it's, uh, it's, we have two months of just like straight riding. Um, and then, um, once we get back, I think like we'll probably, you know, I'll have to go back to work. Um, and then, uh, we, we plan to just hit like, late summer early fall rallies and Mm -hmm. hopefully rally it up a little bit next year because i feel like we didn't get to do enough of it this year but yeah i mean i'm sure there'll be like some like late season like midwest shit happening like i hope there's there's enough midwest clubs that like you know they got a good uh pocket up there for sure we also talk about like getting together with um everybody in louisville but we just like haven't made it happen so hopefully next summer we talked about a meet in the middle kind of thing, like picking a big park in the middle and How just like riding. Uh, it's only two hours. Okay. So if we had something between us, we could like each ride bikes to that spot and then yeah. just like camp and party and then ride home. And that'd be pretty fun. So yeah, that'd be cool. I know the wizards used Hopefully. to do that with, um, with, uh, the graveyard shifters. They do like, they ride from Baltimore and they come from PA and they kind of meet in the middle. Oh, sick. So yeah. Like, so basically that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have anywhere, anyone close enough that I'd want to do that with, you know, like it's a long trip for us to meet someone in the middle. Like, all right, man, I'll meet you halfway to North Carolina. Like, you know. yeah, you have like a million clubs in your town and then nobody around you. Yeah, like, <laughs> everyone's like, we're, we're East coast. So everything's pretty close within a couple hours, but like, mm-hmm. like super close, like, you know, an hour or two, like no one really like, Dude, it's, it's wild, too, because, like, Bloomington has always – not always, but has had a club with the Bropeds beforehand for, mm-hmm. like, ever. But Indy has, like, nothing, and Indy's huge. Yeah. But I mean, there was like, – wasn't – who was in Indiana? Wasn't Motion Left was in Indiana? They were up in Goshen. Yeah, Goshen. And now – yeah, and that's where Crypt Keepers are, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Actually, speaking of that, dude um... – Active right now is the uh, voting for the clubs mm-hmm. of Nupit Army, like you know, voting on new branches and you know, Crypt Keepers applied again this year. Like they've applied multiple years in a row. They fucking have fucking staying power. Yeah, there was like some beef, you know, with you know the main guy in the club and like, but I'm like, dude, that's like I don't care about that dude's drama. This club's been around and applied for Nupit Army four years in a row, like. They they get my fucking vote this year. They're still active. They're still doing stuff. They're still building cool bikes. Like they still keep applying. they keep you're still applying. They keep the scene alive, like in their scene. So I'm like, they get a yes vote from me 100 percent this year. Like I hope they fucking get in. But like, yeah. I mean, I wish like there were clubs like like last year. Like I think it was two smokes or whole mm-hmm. yeah, two smokes applied last year, and like they got they got like good like their their review there was good. It wasn't bad. But then it didn't apply this year. And I'm like, what happened? Like, it's one of those things like clubs have to apply and like the thing has to keep getting pushed forward or, or, or what are we doing? Like we have to like, yeah, there's other things outside of Moped Army. Like there's all Mm -hmm. these Facebook groups, there's all this shit, like rallies just happen. But like, but to be honest, it it all comes back to Moped Army. Like the wiki, the fucking general forum, the fucking all this shit stems out of moped army in the states like and if it wasn't for that thing staying alive like 
I feel like the scene would like be at a loss. It'd be weaker for it. So it'd be super fractured too. It would just be all these shitty Facebook groups versus like one shitty internet forum. <laughs> so I'm just like, kidding. I love Mobit Army. I love Mobit Army. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. It's like I like like clubs need to apply. We need to keep the thing going for the Well, if it was Facebook groups, I never would have like found my club. And like I feel like at times I've been a driving force in my club. Yeah. And like you don't find new blood. It's hard. Like, Super hard to find new blood, especially like active I'm and like pushing the thing forward. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Tricky. Super tricky. Well, I don't really know the Goshen dudes that well, but um or really at all. But I I hope they get in if they're meant to get in or whatever. I do. And maybe you guys fucking make a trip there to see them. Like I'm sure they're pretty close. Yeah, they, well, it's like four or five hours. Damn. It's the Midwest. Everything. Uh, everything's like yeah. that. It's far. It's close yeah, enough. <laughs> yeah. But not well, close enough at the same time. Hours. Yeah, it's fucking it's it's ridiculous. But Louisville's sick, so I'd also I th- no offense to the the crypt keepers, but if I'm gonna go somewhere, I think I'd rather go hang out in Louisville for a weekend yeah. <laughs> than Goshen. Louisville's rad. I mean, they got a good scene going. Louisville's sick. There's cool clubs. Yeah, they got a great. You know, like two clubs. Kentucky's Kentucky's not a bad place. I rallied in Kentucky. Beautiful. Had a good time. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Well, dude. Oh yeah, man. Alex, thanks for having me on. Dude, also like for those who don't know, like me and Alex try. I, me and Alexander tried to have a podcast, like maybe maybe a year or two ago. We tried to like pull together, and like my computer was like shitting the fucking bed, like all over the place. Like while we're trying to record, and it was just like it was just not good. We were just all right, dude. Let's just like cut our losses. And like, call it a night, and we'll like try to run this back another time. And here we are. And here we are. Yeah, man, this was great. It was also just nice to. I feel like most of this episode was us just hanging out, which like is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I liked it, dude. Yeah. Uh, the computer's like dying slowly too. It's like, yeah, there's so much shit going on right now. Like someone else is already recording on this well, thing. Yeah, it's getting crazy. All right, man. Well, I'll <laughs> jump off and hopefully have an episode this time. But if we don't, it was super sick catching up. I know exactly. No, it's all good. Like I still have the audio is all good over here. Like that's that's set. That's not going anywhere. Like I think I just lost like the very end of this on the like the video side. But like that's okay. you know working working the kinks out on this thing. And it's also my, probably my own fault because I was like. I started multitasking on the computer towards the end. Like, Oh, let me see if I can find this like Moped army information about like the voting and like, who's like voted where and like has voted starting started yet. And like all this stuff, but it's all good. It's whatever. I still have the audio. It works out. Sick. Sick. Well, yeah, man. Uh, also next year we should try and find uh, a time to hang out. Like yeah. actually as humans and go for a ride. So yeah, might, some, like, uh, some mutual rally somewhere in between or something. Yeah. Or they, are they doing ride and chatter this year? Do you know? I don't know. I know we're thinking about trying to figure some shit out for summer. Like whether it's rebels or we do like a communal Richmond thing, or I just do a ride like through the podcast or like I can get black black to like, you know, either pick something out West or, or in Richmond. Like we'll see. 
trying to like you know you bought some fucking jet skis <laughs> dude i'm so bummed and i heard and i heard a rumor the other day that like i think it was on second chance i think they were talking about it that like the late birds are doing the national rally this year. And someone said oh, something yeah. about like fucking jet skis and swimming. And I'm like, yo, did these motherfuckers just try to steal wet, wet? Like what's going on? here? <laughs> I was like, no, like the best rally that never happened. <laughs> the best rally that never happened, dude. We got two broken ass jet skis. We'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I was, of them. We were pumped, dude. I was like, I was like, dude, we're going to raffle off a fucking jet ski. This is going to be epic. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like I was like I was praying to God like some like landlocked like middle of nowhere club would win the bike. <laughs> it's like all right guys, you want a jet ski in like, Indiana? Yeah, it's like you want a jet ski? I'd be like here, like there, there is an option to like not take the jet ski and you get this bike in a box, like <laughs> you know, <laughs> like here, like this, you won the jet ski, but behind door number two is a bike in a box. Like what do you want? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. This right. Thank you. Yes, dude. Thanks for hanging. It was fun. Good times. Fuck Alex yeah, man. Well, Love you, bud. Stay Love you safe. too, man. Like, keep uh, keep 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 the keep the dream alive. All that shit. Keeping the dream alive. Our club is killing it. It's yeah. great. And they got a sick logo. And who else is rocking a fucking yellow backpatch, dude? No one. Yeah, See that shit bright, from, yellow back bright yellow. See that shit from a mile away. It looks great. Fucking know where we're at. Make fun of us all you want. You know where to find us. Exactly. <laughs> all right, man. Later, I'll catch you later. All right, later, bro. Guys, thank you guys very much for listening to this week's episode of Muppet Money Podcast. It was fun. It was a good time. Dude, also, fucking Sean from Daggers informed me that I didn't put the link for the stupid uh podcast song like in my profile on instagram so i guess i'm gonna look into that and i'll put it up there so you guys can find it easier if you don't know but it's called ram and parked it's on itunes and all that shit but yeah thank you guys for listening to the podcast thank you for supporting the show uh you can email us at mopinmoneypodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to be guests or you have a topic you think we should get into or you know, you just want to send us some love, dude. Send a shout out, like, you know, blow me kisses on the internet, like any of the above, you know, you can do all those things. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. That'd be sick. Like that kind of helps like the ratings and all that shit. Not that we care super too much, but like, yeah, that's fun. All the things help. And I, I like reading them sometimes. Sometimes they're funny. Like, you know, say something silly, like give me a laugh on like, you know, grinding through the day. I don't know. All the things. You know what's up, dude. Fuck your car. Ride a moped. So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Fuck your car. Ride a moped. I don't know. Like, touch your fly. Was it moving? Like, no, nah, it feels pretty locked up. Sounds like you're fucked, dude. Oh, boy. Wah, wah, wah.